right, we live, we live, we live. All right, what's going on, everybody? Back by popular demand. When I mean popular demand, I really mean popular demand. Because the hip-hop shows got the highest statistics out of all of them. I sure, no, I sure got a DM uh, from one of my homies. It was like a, he was dissing us but complimenting us at the same time. Because he was like, oh, yeah, he was like, I'll listen to the hip-hop show where, like, you and your uh, homies, Andrew and Adam and stuff. He was like, it was really good. You all articulated yourself well. And, like, you guys did a really great job. I thought it was going to be really crappy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's good, though. Surpassing the standards. I like it. For, and I was like, <clears throat> for, I was like, thank you. But I was like, it's a compliment and a diss. But I'm like, whatever. But hold on. Got to do my usual. Hold on. Funk Master Flex Bomb, as always. Absolutely. The Funk Master Flex Bomb. Get another one in there. Just go crazy with it. Just spam it. Okay. I'm done. All right, let me go around the table and introduce everybody real quick. All right, so first we got Adam, who recently tried lemon mm -hmm. pepper wings for the first time, but they yes, were not sir, the yes, lemon pepper wings. What do you mean by the lemon pepper wings? When I say the lemon pepper wings, I'm talking about Wingstop. Yeah. I knew it, bro. No, didn't go You're a big Rick Ross fan. I knew you'd say Wingstop. <laughs> yeah. I know, uh, I'm standing by Wingstop, but I've never had, like, the mom and pop shops down in, down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But, you know, until I go to Atlanta and try it, Wingstop is the... I hear wings are insane at Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, there was a, there's a whole documentary about it. Really? The documentary? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Love their wings. No, I've honestly never been to Wingstop. Come on, man. We got... I've been putting so many people on the No, I've been putting so many people on the Wingstop. It's not funny, bro. But Adam, so... Yeah, no, I went to Wings Cafe out here in Kansas City. Wings Cafe is good, too, dude. Yeah. Don't sleep on Wings Cafe. No, Wings Cafe is definitely up there, but we got... You know, it took a lot of debating, but we got the lemon pepper wings... And it was delicious. However, I can say, if you reheat lemon pepper wings, it's not the same. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. no. You gotta finish the mugs. Cause oh, like, yeah, definitely, definitely. Not because all the heat is going to popping the pepper on it. Yeah, right, right, right. Sound like World War Three when you heat them up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no, they weren't they weren't Wingstop and they weren't any mom and pop store. But we'll have a little plug in for Wings Cafe here in Kansas City. Their lemon pepper wings, absolutely fire. All right, all right. And next we have Andrew, who has more clout than he knows about, man. What do you mean? Bro, Skinny from we... the Nine follows you on Twitter. What? Yes, bro. Hold on. I was just scrolling through, and we I was can... like, hold on. I'm like, he follows Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the clout, bro. I, w I was honestly, <clears throat> I listened to one of his first mixtapes, and... Uh, I may still have the DM. I don't know if it was on Instagram or Twitter, but I DM'd him like, "Hey man, this song's fire!" Like way before he blew up. Yeah, because I back when he had, I think he had like, he had like six or seven thousand followers on Twitter. But I mean, like when you have six or seven thousand followers, it's not like you're getting thousands of likes on all your tweets and shit. Or my bad, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. So he's like fairly early on. Okay, yeah, because I found out about him uh, when he dropped Space, and that was after back when I was broke. Um, so. I'm trying to rem it's been so long because he dropped the mixtape like a couple years ago, but I can't even remember the song that put me on to him, but I think he hopped on, uh, oh my God, I'm sorry, my bad. I'm like, I'm so dumb, yo. Cause I'm like, yo, how come this microphone isn't working and it, it wasn't plugged in all the way? Oh, you're cool. I'm dumb, bro. I'm dumb. Okay. But, uh, where? 
Like right here would be good. It should be on Omnidirection. No, I'll have to put you on to his earlier music, though. He had some bangers. But I like his new mixtape. It's good. And then uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself because I don't have anything special to say about him. So, Yo, uh, my name's Dylan. And, you know, Dylan, I got to say, Buffalo Wild Wings is pretty good, too. Uh, they have a garlic parmesan that has to be uh, the one that I usually select when I do partake in that restaurant. Pretty good. That's okay. actually a pretty okay. good point. <laughs> Shameless Buffalo Wild Wings plug. It's been, yeah, <laughs> it's been so? forever since I had Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm not going to lie to y'all. <clears throat> I had it the other day, but it was free. It was nice. Can't yeah. go wrong with some free wings, man. Yeah. Wings are expensive. Just turn this whole they're, episode into about so wings. You know? We don't yeah. have to talk about music. It's yeah, <laughs> we can talk about. I can talk about wings all day. Okay. All right. So get right into it. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna start off uh, before we get into the discussions. Oh, Andrew, you know, uh, Fifty Cent publicity stunts. I know you're a big fan. So none. We well, he didn't get into some arguments. We're not gonna get into that. We're just gonna get. In, we're just gonna keep it strictly trolling. So Thanksgiving, he was like, okay, nobody got like basically he was like, nobody sent me a, a Thanksgiving invitation. He was like, but it's all right. He said, I got turkey here. And then he made himself a turkey and cheese sandwich. And then he said, now I'm finna enjoy this feast. And then he goes to the table and he puts the plate down next to a plate with stacks of money. I love that. He should do it more often. I love it when he trolls like that. All right. And then more about trolling. So Lil Pump is back on his shenanigans. Everybody familiar with Lil Pump's shenanigans? A little bit. And you're talking about the face when he FaceTimes the girl's boyfriend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched that video so many times, bro. I All can right. it's screwed up, but it's funny. Just because like it's such a low pump thing to do. You know what I mean? I feel like it really enhances his image. Yeah, cuz before Gucci <laughs> Gang popped off, I feel like I saw him uh he was uh dang, I'm trying to think some of his earlier shenanigans cuz he one he was talking about he's a, a Harvard dropout. Then uh, he was doing some more, like, shenanigans. But the one that, like, caught my attention was he was the – I'm the little pump, like, before Gucci Gang. He was, like, the dude on Instagram talking about he wants to smash iCarly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he wasn't even yeah. referring to – he wasn't even saying Miranda Cosgrove. He was yeah. just saying iCarly. And then that picture surfaced with uh, yeah. him and her, like, in a car together or something like that, and they're smiling. That was – that took me for a loop, I gotta say. I thought that was like a lookalike or something. Was that actually <laughs> that her? Was actually, that's what someone was saying. That's actually, her. Oh, yeah. Well, because someone <laughs> quoted like that tweet or something and said, "Oh, this isn't her. This is a lookalike," and it got like a ton of retweets and favorites. So I was just thinking it was a lookalike. Yeah, I'm saying. Guess Dang. I shouldn't ride the wave. I remember Miranda <laughs> Crosgrove like actually putting it in, like one of her social medias. I don't know. What? A lot of confused, convoluting stuff. I don't know. Not that I really looked into it, but it was humorous. I guess. Right. Miranda Crosgrove, little pump. Baby on the way. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right, but the newest shenanigan is that this is a let. Well, okay. Well, he posted on Instagram where he took a, a fan or a groupie, however you want to refer to her, phone and FaceTime her boyfriend. It was basically saying, yo, he like, come get your girl. You're like, I piped her out this day and the third. <laughs> That's just the kind of guy he is. So yeah. I can't say I'm too surprised, but. Uh... Mad disrespect, really. Dude, I'd be so pissed. Oh, yeah. I would, how did that dude even react? I can't remember what the dude said. Can you even hear him, like, on the other side? He was like, yeah, but I was like, I think Loki, he knew he was getting recorded because it's like, yo, and like, because he's on FaceTime and he got his phone, like, right here. Yeah. So, he of like, course, so. he's not going to say anything reckless. Yeah. So, I think he knew he was getting, like, recorded. Yeah. 
And then let's see what else. He probably thought it was a prank, but it was real. <laughs> Getting recorded. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So that's little pump shenanigans. And then next, Chief Chief Keith has his uh, has his own personal backwood roller, his own personal blunt roller, because you know Richard Kid was talking about hiring one and a whole bunch of rappers. Like, but Chief Keith actually went on Instagram and it was like <laughs> he been rolling blunt since eight yesterday. I, yeah, I showed you on know that how, video, right? You did. Yeah, you you showed, showed me. But uh, do you know how much he gets paid? Did you ever yeah. find that out? No. Nah. Dang. I'm really curious because I've heard stories about, like, people that have rolled for, like, Snoop Dogg and stuff, like, for festivals, and they'll make, like, five to six figures Jeez. just rolling all day. Mm. Just rolling. Just rolling. Just months. rolling. Would y'all, job, huh? Would y'all take that job, though? Huh? Would y'all take that job? Dude, there's, like, nothing to that job. <laughs> of course but, like a rapper just be like, hey, I want you to be my personal blunt roller. And just hang out backstage Ooh. with all these rappers all day? Oh, yeah. I, dude, I'm so into rap music. Like, I would lose my mind. That's I'd like, probably be fangirling really hard, honestly. It probably pressure. wouldn't feel real. Then you get fired. They'll be yeah, like, exactly. No, <laughs> we see you shaking, bro. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now let's go into one of the main discussions. So y'all, everybody knows QC, quality control music. Absolutely. Yes. I, I haven't heard of it, but you can fill me in. All right, so QC, uh, Quality Control Music, they're the label. They, they're they the ones that's behind Migos, Lil oh, Yachty, okay, Lil okay. Baby, and a whole bunch of more Atlanta artists. So, you know, they've been going crazy in 2018. And the reason why I say are they flooding the streets too much is because what's different, different about this label versus, like, other labels is QC is mostly Atlanta. So, it's like, if Def Jam Atlanta or, let's see, like, uh, like MMG or Young Money or Cash Money flood the streets. It's at least different sounds because you know you got like Cash Money, you got Lil Wayne for New Orleans, you got Nicki with the with the uh East Coast, and then you got Drake with the pop Canadian stuff. Now, I'm not a big Lil Baby fan. Is he from Atlanta? <laughs> yes. Okay. I did not know that. Oh, I didn't realize just how influential Atlanta was. And as far as like rap music goes, that's unbelievable. Because I knew these guys were just from the southern area. No, they're all from Atlanta. That's wild. Yeah, no. Atlanta is like crazy because because uh, I remember in high school, my homie Isaiah, shout out to Isaiah. He said he wanted to be on, but he's over in St. Louis. Uh, but he said that, like, he was talking about, like, little Baby in high school. And I was like, yo, who, who are you talking about? And then all of a sudden. Like, oh, so he's been around a while. Yeah, but I didn't know about him back then. And then all of a sudden, oh, little Baby sells 80,000 first week. And I was like, I'm like, I never heard a song from him. How does he sound like 80,000? Dude, un- underground is real though, bro. Even with the internet and everything, I see some artists like I listen to music probably a lot more than I should. Consumes a lot of my day, but there's still some artists that kind of slip through the cracks. And I'm like, who the hell is this? Hasn't he been uh, featuring with Drake? I feel like that's what brought. He's got. Yeah. He's got a Drake yeah, feature. That's what it was. I think he's got a couple, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> there's yes, yes indeed. indeed. Uh, never recover. Yep. And I think like there's one or two more. But all right. But in 2018, because with QC, everybody is in Atlanta. You're like so. Now, do they do that on purpose? I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Probably because like they're always in the studio so much. So. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna give y'all a breakdown real quick of all the music that they've released in 2018. Uh, it shocked me, bro. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm counting December as well. So like, but only like two like two albums came in like came out in December. So from December to now. They've released the label compilation album. That's 30 songs. And then for the Migos, they dropped Culture 2. That's 24 songs. Then they got uh, Quavo's collab album with Travis Scott. That's 13 songs. 
the Quavo solo album, Quavo Huncho, that's 19 songs. Takeoff solo album, which is 12 songs. Offset, like, collab album that he did with, like, Metro Boomin and yeah. Savage. They got that. How many tracks is that? Uh, and I, uh, I cannot remember. Off the top of my head, I forgot to write that one down. All right, and then Lil Yachty, he got Lil Boat 2, which is 17 songs. Nothing to Prove, 15 songs. And then Lil Baby, Too Hard with 16 tracks. Harder Than Never, 17 tracks. Drip Harder, 13 tracks. And what? then uh, Street Gossip just came out. I think that's like 13 tracks. Is and that then, Lil Baby too? Yeah, Lil Baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Lil Baby dropped four projects this year. and Jeez. Like in what span of time? Like when did he drop that first album? Do you know? Fact check real quick. Yeah, last week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, no, the newest one just came dude out. Dude dropped 50 30th. tracks within a year. Yeah, no, I don't know, dude. Like, when he has <clears throat> he has some bangers out right now, especially a couple of Drake features, I feel like that would be against common interest, especially since those songs stuck. Like, why release more music that you know is probably going to pop off when you already have some music that's still relevant yeah like that's kind of confusing to me but i understand it too though because or i'll just let him fact check real quick okay yeah so too hard came out december 1st 2017 oh harder than ever came out may 18th 2018 drip harder came out october 5th and street gossip came out uh friday november 30th oh so it came out a couple days ago Yeah, yeah wow and then that's without the other three albums that the I just the other three albums from the other people on their roster too. So there's three more albums, and I just like the main people on the label. But you know it would be different because like other labels, they're kind of like okay, they got somebody from here, there, there, so it's different sounds. But this, the, you're getting the Atlanta sound with every album. Is it too much, or y'all 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 like it? I like some of the songs. I definitely can't listen to any of those albums all the way through track for track. I feel like a bunch of them are lackluster. <clears throat> just because, like, I don't know if you've seen, like, what the Migos said, like, how long it took them to make Culture 2, but it took them, like, a few hours. Yeah, and I feel like, like that really shows. Minutes. Yeah, they said, like, oh, 45 yeah. minutes a song. Oh, okay, so more than a few hours. But still, less than 24 hours. I feel like that kind of shows. Not trying to discredit them or talk any trash on them. I like amigos like as a collective especially because like i like rap groups and they're always so close-knit but i guess that's how you get people to keep talking about you right you constantly release stuff and as long as they have one or two good songs which they do on each album that's what everyone really cares about Mm -hmm. not every single hip-hop listener is going to listen to every single track you have to keep in mind like most people that listen to music are casual listeners and they're not into it like us so it makes sense but I don't know. It, there's like pros and cons to it. Yeah, because I, I feel was, like they're just trying to keep their name in everyone's mouth, which is the right way to go about yeah. it. Because you know, strike but, the iron while you're hot. But how I kind of like see it is that it's like, okay, QC is probably like, okay, we got all we got all this unreleased music sitting on a hard drive. We might as well make some money off of it. <laughs> so but why not space it out? Hmm. Well, I, I mean, know. I get. I mean, there are lifespans on careers for mm-hmm. some people. You never know who's going to be there and who's not going to be there. Especially with popular music. Yeah. And didn't switch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I listened to Jack Huncho, Huncho Jack. There's like five good songs on there. A pretty <clears> decent <throat> album. Um, and then like as they were more released, like I, I listened to Culture 2 when it first came out. And it's pretty, eh, all the way through with like an exception of like BBO and just hype songs that really aren't yeah. like memorable, sadly. Um, and then... 
Quavo Huncho came out, and I was kind of excited because I genuinely like Jack Huncho, Huncho Jack a little bit. It was a humongous disappointment, honestly. It's just really they had a couple songs I liked. and that, and that's how it usually is. But I feel but like that doesn't make a good album. Exactly, and so I that makes like a couple good singles. Quavo is kind of on the <clears throat> the down downtrend. Uh, it's kind of sad to see. But aren't his numbers up? Wait, who? Who's you, the number? Quavo. Quavo, yeah, yeah like yeah, his he, numbers. He's are, like on top of it. Yeah, he's on top of it because he's like because. You know, he's getting endorsements and stuff left and right. He was like, so... Not to mention all the... He, it seems like he's on every other rap track. I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it seems like if you release, like, four projects and feature with, like, everybody else, you're going to get blown up like that. But. but, I mean, and not to mention, like, the amount of features Quavo does. Like, on all those projects, I guarantee... Qu- Maybe not Lil Baby, because I don't know Lil Baby a bunch, but I guarantee Quavo is on at least two or three of those songs on each album that's yeah. released. Oh, yeah, and plus, uh, since they're all signed to, the, uh, signed to the same label, of course, and they're going to... I was I was thinking last night, Quavo's music is a little repetitive, mm-hmm. but then I was like, hold on, this dude has probably been on a hundred songs in the past year. There are only so many things you can say that pertain to your persona, and so many ways you can twist words, and you still want to sound like yourself, like flow the words. You know what I mean? Like, of course, he's going to sound the same when you just oversaturate the industry with your music. So if he switches up his sound, he'll be fine. But that's how I. That's why I believe that he sounds a little repetitive. To me, at least. I think he sounds repetitive. Oh, well, yeah. That's kind of what the Migos are known for. I like those ad-libs, though. <laughs> yeah, it's high. Oh, man. But, uh, but, yeah, of course it's going to get old after a while, but it's you can't argue it's good music. They sell out arenas. Mm-hmm. They go platinum. Like, can't argue against that, but yeah. that's just how I stand on it. Like it's kind of long-winded, though. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. Anybody else got anything? Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can blame the label. I think it's the artists who have the responsibility of whether or not they want to saturate the market. Because the label's like, well, we have this stuff. You might as well not let it sit around because when they're making it now, like it's gonna be fresh now. If they wait a year, it's potentially could sound like it's a year old already. Especially given that it's popular, like trap music. That stuff yeah. changes so fast. Especially with slang, because imagine exactly. like you get a track from from today, and then it's like 2023, and they go talking about yeah, it was like I got too much drip. You're gonna be like, oh wait, nobody say that no more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People were saying that about uh, the Carter Five. The slang on there, that the, this... the analogies <laughs> and slang that would be on there because That's it's supposed fun. to come out like however many yeah, years ago. It's supposed to come out like three, like four years ago. Yeah, which is a long time, like in mm-hmm. music terms, dude. Like imagine music four years ago. We didn't a lot have, less trappy. We didn't even have to pimp a butterfly four years ago, like, and That's that true. feels like it's been around for a while. So yeah, like, and people look at that as like a classic revolutionary album, mm-hmm. just to keep that in mind. Four so. years ago, four years ago, uh, twenty fourteen, Forest Hill still hadn't dropped. I mean, we're almost on the four year yeah. anniversary, yeah. but like, yeah. still, just think we didn't even have Drake that. Drake hadn't made the switch either. So like a lot could change in four years. Because right, I know uh, Dwayne has a class at one passes over. Is there anything on this list you want to talk about before you dip? It's double-sided, uh, so. Yeah, I think I saw some things on the other side. Let's talk about that Jornatory, if you guys are familiar. Okay, has and everybody then, uh, heard heard the tracks? I haven't heard every single track, and I really, I actually hadn't heard of Tory Lanez until <laughs> this beat. I knew Jordan Lucas, but I don't know. This beat's okay, not but really you saw, But you listen to some. Did you at least Little listen bit. to one from each person? Yes. Okay, Andrew. I've you, heard them all. You heard them all? Okay. I've yeah. heard them all, too. Okay, I've heard them all, too. Okay, okay. So, boom, man, Tory Lanez, because a lot of people 
because I knew about Tory Lanez like back when he was like still ghostwriting because he would be in the studio with Meek, and then like about 2012-2013, you start seeing featuring Tory Lanez you know, like on some Meek songs, mm-hmm. and it was like yo, and then it was like yo, this guy like really, and then because I'm a Tory fan, so I've known since like 2012-2013. Yeah, he's been around a while. You, know, you like, do your yeah. research; he's been around for a minute. Yeah, plus and like plus ghostwriting because he was like because yeah. he was like oh you don't have a hit and then he just goes to R I double he was like oh here's a platinum record I wrote here's another platinum record I wrote here's a gold record I wrote and then so Tory Lanez every he started doing this like about two three years ago when it was, yeah 2015 was like what three years ago yeah so every every uh, not Christmas Eve every New Year's Eve or New Year's Day he drops two mixtapes. He drops, what? Yeah, he drops a Chicks Tape mixtape and a New Toronto mixtape. So, and the Chicks Tape is where, you know, he's sampling a whole bunch of R&B stuff. Yeah. And then he's just, like, singing. And then the New Toronto is, like, him rapping. Mm. Like That's him cool. I like that. Bars. You know, like, so, you know, I like both sides of Tory Lane, so it's great. Like, and then, so, you know, but he, his big records are, like, the pop singing R&B records. And then he was like, yo, he was like, I started off battle rapping, and there's, like, 15 year old like that not 15 year old videos Tory Lanez at 15 just like battle rapping and stuff yeah I saw that video that was incredible like, yeah so you know Tory Lanez uh he's on Instagram live he's like, I'm tired of everybody sleeping on my rapping skills man hey, I can go bar for bar for Kendra I can go bar for bar for Cole like who wanted like tell him to step up and then people on Instagram live Joyner Lucas Joyner Lucas Joyner Lucas and then he was like man he'll like tell Joyner Lucas to come on then Joyner Lucas, man. I feel like Joyner Lucas now is like what the game was back in the day. Like Joyner Lucas and the game. It's about rap. that competition, man. Yeah, he's I about love that it. competition. Because back in the day, bro, like like the game could like spit out four thousand bars on you. Oh, but dude, like back then too. Like if someone stole like in anything from you, like even if they sounded like you, like people would get in fights. It was a lot more serious back then. I feel like compared to now. Because there are definitely some artists, in my opinion, that sound the same and nothing said. Yeah. So, Jordan Lucas and plus Jordan Lucas, he he sits down. He's wait. He waits for smoke, man. Plus he rap. He can rap all day. He wants all the smoke, dude. Twenty four seven. That's what kind of put me off to him at first. Because I'm like, all right, this dude's just clout chasing, trying to get in everyone's head. But then I'm like, okay. I ain't gonna lie. Before the before the I'm not racist. How I found out about him was he was beefing with Logic. Really. Oh my. <laughs> I knew about Jordan Lucas because he dropped that uh <clears throat> he dropped a video called like Ross Chippa something. It's about this kid who tried to get uh into a gang. The gang ends up killing him and it's about and he raps about it from the kid's perspective. It's a really great song. Good video too. He's one of those rappers that are really good at telling stories. Absolutely. Keep words. it a hundred, that's another good oh. one. That's yeah, a really good the one. Music video the music too. video is good. The yeah. perspective of the bill, it's amazing. It's a really decent and crazy concepts and it's even better with the video though, because of like the ending. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jordan Lucas. If you couldn't tell, not that I hate Tory either. Like, <clears throat> uh, I like Tory Lanes, but they're kind of in different sectors. Yeah, different sectors. All right, so it's 12:35. So let me go ahead and get dive into it. So uh, Dwayne can say what he got to play before he can dip. So, you know, so Tory Lanes, uh, what's cause? So he was like, "Come on, they talk. Like they talk to each other, and they both agreed that this was going to be a friendly competition." No beef. Like, this is not like a, I'm a, like, if I see you, it's on site beef. This is bar for bar friendly competition. And I feel like that's where some of the fans kind of like lost track. They like, Joyner posted it and said, 
This is bar for bar competition. And Tori Lane's on Instagram Live. This is bar for bar competition. This is no beef. So Tory Lanez starts it off. He goes, like, he gets the Lucky You uh, song that Eminem featured Jordan Lucas. Straight goes crazy. That is a good song. Yeah, but, with that song, I feel like he just took it in the direction. He just displayed, I can rap. Like, the, that was it. And it was really great. And it was different change of flows and wording. And it was really entertaining, I got to say. Outright, I hadn't heard of Tory Lanez before any of this beef. I just kind of, I think I saw it uh, trending on YouTube. And I was like, what is all this? Jordan is beefing with somebody again? Here we go. And overall, pretty cool experience. Yeah, no, I ain't going to lie. I clicked on it. And then he just thought, I got a million flows. I can get silly with those. And then he just starts going in. I'm like, dang. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. We getting this Tory back. I was like, yo. Because the new Toronto one, like you saw glimpses of that. And I'm like, but it was, he held it back. But I'm like, yo, I'm like. Yo, I'm like, this is like that new Toronto one. I'm like, yo, this is this is crazy. This is crazy. And then Jordan Lucas drops uh drops the Liddy freestyle. Okay, wait, real quick before we get Adam, which two songs did you hear? Uh I think that was that first one. That The Lucky You. Yes. And then I think the second one too. And then the Liddy freestyle? Okay. I think so. I don't okay. remember. It's been a little bit. Okay. So uh what's it called? So <clears throat> Joyner drops the the Liddy. Freestyle, the song that Meek Mill and Tori got together, and he drops the freestyle. I'm like, oh, snap. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, Jordan taking jazz now. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then five hours later, five hours later, after that drop, Story Lanes was like, drops his response on the yeah. same track. And then he's on Instagram live, and then he was like, yeah, he was like, like yeah, I heard it. I went straight to the studio. He said, I finished the song in five hours. And then... He was like, Joiner uh, joined the Instagram line. He was like, "Hey, he was like, what time you want to get bodied? He was like, what time do you want your career to be over?" <laughs> and then just joking back and forth. And then as soon as the Instagram live ended, he uploaded something like, "Oh snap!" They straight going in. And then Joiner Lucas dropped the ZZ after that. And then I was like, "Okay," I'm like, "Is Tori gonna respond to what?" And then later on that night, because this is all within a 24 hour time span. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was crazy. This is like this was within the twenty four hour lifespan, not lifespan, time span. You're like, and then so ZZ comes out. You're like, but ZZ came out. Tory Lanez was at the club when ZZ came out, and so Tory Lanez is like pouring out Hennessy. Like, this is for Joyner's career, <laughs> and like blah blah blah. And then so like he's, and then so I'm like, and then I think it just kind of died after that. But you know what I'm saying? Do it like that friendly competition. Okay, first of all, I'm just going to ask, like, who do y'all think won the beat? Because I'm like, because I'm going to say Tory Lanez, but I've been rocking with Tory Lanez since 2012, so I got, I kind of got a bias towards it. Well, I'm biased, too. I'm biased towards Joyner just because I've listened to him longer. But I just think Joyner is more – or here, do you want to talk? You're about to leave. Oh, you're good. Go hey, for it. Finish your thought. No, uh, I think Joyner won just because – and I'm into lyricism, too. Not saying Tory isn't a lyricist, but I think Joyner's a lot better with it. But I mean, if you're trying to look for something more melodic and something that really flows with the beat, I feel like Tory Lanez is your way to go. But yeah, I don't know. Some days I'm like, I listen to the songs back and forth, just like throughout the day. I'm like, oh, like it's on my recently played. I'm like, oh, I want to listen to this. They're all good songs. I like them all. And the fact that like they clarified that like it's friendly competition and stuff and they're joking back and forth. I think that's awesome. Yeah, because like, they were on Instagram live. Because they're cool with it. It's not like all this hate going back and forth. Everyone's having a good time. They're taking jabs at each other. But, like, it's for the sake of rap. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. And then this joke that I saw, it was it was hopefully now I'm gonna let uh, Dwayne talk so that we can make his class on time. No, they said uh, no because this happened after six nine got arrested, and then somebody in the comment section section said, "Dang, his like real rap came back after six nine got arrested." <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's rough. You know, at the end of all this, uh, you know, after Joiner was, uh, was it ZZ or yeah, ZZ, ZZ right? was the ZZ last. ZZ was okay. the last one. Making sure that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Release ZZ. Um, I saw like a huge parody in between, um, and you know, looking back at the beef between. Um, Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem. A lot of people say, you know, oh, Eminem easily won, but you, you know, you analyze the lyrics, and Eminem really just takes bars. the. They, they both do. They both, and I, they're both great songs that I listen to um, from time to time, and they're probably going to stay that way. But you know, Eminem just kind of big boyed him the entire time when and Machine Gun Kelly he uh, introduced these facts, and if they're true about him taking food out of his mouth, not letting him go on uh, Shay in the Morning, stuff like that. And I feel like in that little sense, MGK kind of, you know, subtly won because Eminem could have done more. We know that Eminem is the better rapper. We know this. And I feel like we can see the same here, that um, any given day, Jordan Lucas is a better rapper. Uh, lyrically, you know, uh, how, how fast he can produce that music. But I feel like the speed in which he ended up releasing all this stuff kind of produced a detriment here. Um, you listen to ZZ and you look at the lyrics, they're really not all that impressive. And also, I feel like um, Tory going first gave him the advantage um, where he didn't diss Joyner at all. He just said, I can rap. Joyner comes in, unloads all these disses on Tory, you know, talks about his hairline uh, procedure, stuff like that. You know, funny stuff. <laughs> and then Tory comes back, you know, like reverses everything, drops some stuff against him, says these things. And then Joyner comes back with ZZ. I didn't really, I didn't really feel much of like a good response. Notes that the, you know, the beat is slower, so Joyner's flow is pretty slow. Yeah, yeah, Joyner got that, got that fast flow. Yeah, and that's what he's known for, and that's what he's better at. So I didn't really feel the vibe there where he's going slow on that beat. And then it was like that. I swear, it lasted for like a minute at the end, and he did this in one of his other songs, talking about um, his kid or his son. He's got like the baby crying in the background. And I really just, I didn't resonate with that. It just didn't sound right, and it just really did not sound good, especially as long as it lasted. Mm -hmm. And I really don't think that taking the Tory, you're my son approach was really something that hit Tory. Yeah, and I understand that too, just because, like, Tory's been around for a minute. Mm. Yeah. Like, he's been rapping, like, pretty much forever. Like, since he's been able to rap, he's been rapping. So... It's a good point. I feel like Joyner only blew up like recently too, uh, whenever he started going off of, when he started using the instrumentals of the beats. Yeah. Of the, the big well, especially especially now he's starting to get all these cosigns and stuff yeah. now from other people, especially Eminem, which I think is a big cosign that kind of set him off. You know, Tori touched on that too. He said, uh, even through all these cosigns and all these features, you're still you're still not even like up there and I feel like that really hit Joyner and that hit hard that was that was one of my favorite bars on yeah. that song <laughs> yeah. just because I was like wow because I mean hey if you look at the numbers but I, I don't know it's Joyner is a completely different style of music in my opinion it's that it's like that tech nine quick flow straight hip-hop hip-hop lyric type stuff when I don't know I feel like Tori is more like you said pop and R&B which appeals more to a bigger crowd. It's just two completely different, different sub-genres of music. 
They both rap different, in my opinion. They both sound like, yeah. completely different. Tory Lanez is that, you know, I'm in my, because Tory Lanez knows I'm in my lane over here, but just, like, I just want y'all to know that I can turn on, uh, I can turn on my turn signal and switch lanes, if need be. That's amazing. Is that a good analogy? On all of them? Yeah. yeah, it is. But uh, all the songs are good. But I'm biased towards Joyner, so of course I'm going to say Joyner wins. But Tory had some, Tory had some bars. Yeah. It was nuts. That was a good beef. Yeah, I even say beef, but it wasn't a beef. Friendly competition. Bro, which, which, in my opinion, we need more of in hip hop nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I would love it. I would love to see rappers go against each other, and then you go to their show, and they just come out of the ground, and then they perform together. Like you just know what kind of atmosphere that would bring. It'd be awesome. So Adam, you probably you probably don't listen to either of them that much because mm. I know you've been you've been really quiet quiet during. Yeah, this no, I. Unfortunately, and this is just, it's like, it's my own fault. I just haven't listened to these songs, haven't been involved in the beef. Or no, Friendly Competition, which is something I didn't know. I didn't know this was like just comparison bar to bar, not like they had some beef. But, All right, but hold on, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, anything you want to plug before you leave? I want to plug. Uh, man, I messed with Astro World. It came out not too long ago. It's been a pretty good album. That, uh, oh, yeah. and I, I'm a big that's Travis my, Scott That's my album fan. of the year, bro, for sure. We are not going to let this auto-tune Got to go my inner Nicki Minaj. We cannot let this auto-tune man. <laughs> Nicki Minaj is irrelevant, bro, on that. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Astro World is one of the candidates for album of the year for hip-hop. It should be. As a Freight Train uh, Tough says, he says, Astro World is nasty, and it is. I agree. Yes, Astro World is nasty. Man. Oh, you know what would be cool? Just a side note. Oh, All right. Shout out to Dwayne for stopping by. Thanks for coming in, man. See ya. See ya. You know what would be cool? Like, at the end, what if we, like, you know, talk about, not definitive, but just, like, top five? What do we think our top five albums of the year are so far? You know, at this point, we're getting to the end. Like, who's in that contending conversation right now? But we could, like, put that on later. I could keep right. talking about joining right. uh, stuff. But, uh, but yeah, any... Uh, any finish your thoughts on the Tory versus Yeah, Lucas? no. I think this friendly competition bar for bar stuff is definitely needed more. Like I think that's fantastic. Um it's a way it's a display of talent. I think the only problem is it I don't know, maybe it could potentially not destroy careers but like harm careers it whenever someone loses, you know? And the last thing we need is like talented MCs having their careers hurt whenever they lose, you know? But the thing is, I feel like competition, bar for bar competition, is not going to happen within the mainstream. I think it's going to be good artists, but people that aren't, yeah, not the not the huge artists are not going to do that kind of stuff. Um, I think when Tory Lane said that he could go bar for bar with J. Cole and Pusha T. And Kendrick. And Kendrick. I mean, I don't know a lot about him, but okay. <laughs> That's a bold statement. I think it's good that he started with Joyner Lucas. <laughs> And if this one, you know, is that debatable, I think maybe he should retract retract his statements. If people can't, if he hasn't definitively won this one with Joyner Lucas, he should not still be boasting that he could beat Kendrick J. Cole or Pusha T. Okay, okay. That's my opinion. My little two cents. All right. So uh, since Astro World was mentioned, so uh, this happened last night or early this morning. So uh, the Billboard charts. So, but first of all, shout out to Six Nine. Album leaked four days early. And he sold seventy thousand in two days. He's number two on the Billboard charts. Astro World. That's surprising. Astro World is number one still. Absolutely, bro. Like, has it been number one? That's incredible. Like, it, like Astro World is back number one, beating six nines, barely beating six nines. Dummy boy, you know, like. But apparently, what happened 
it's the same thing that happened to Nicki Minaj. Mm. Like so, apparently they're saying that the reason why Astro World sold seventy one thousand uh, this week was because he did a restock on his merchandise and, of course, the bundles. Yeah, I mean, hey, but yeah, he, he can do it too. Yeah, he can do that. Yeah. So you know, we're not gonna let this auto tune man <laughs> think know, he's man. out here. You cannot people talk that trash on it, talking trash on the numbers, but you cannot lie that it's a good album. We are not going to let this auto-tune ah, man God. think he Nicki, out here selling 70,000 albums. Nicki Minaj, man. He like when he's really out here nerds. selling sweaters. No. <laughs> God, it makes me mad, man. But yeah, I still... No, I but you know, that's, just, that's just me joking. That's just no, me. I know. I, know. I'm, I just can't... Whenever can't you hear Nikki me call at him like that. I, don't, I think that's just dumb, especially because, like, it's something... First of all, tons of artists do it. Why are we singling out one person when most artists in the industry do bundles? They do the that's not even the a CD or thing. the did yeah that's everything everything mm-hmm. like that's music industry, and she can do it too. <laughs> like no, she's talked about doing. She's I'm didn't she have a like she for one of her albums? I thought she did a bundle. Yeah, I, I think she. Did I was a Nicki Minaj fan like. Bottoms oh. up, Nicki Minaj, like when she was spitting bars. Yeah, bars, bars. Yeah, straight Barbie bars. Bars! <laughs> yeah, fuck Master Flex Bomb. Bars for the <laughs> barbs. <laughs> and I thought I remember seeing a bundle for something. I, I don't know, though. That was so long ago. It was years ago, but. but you know, I think Nicki, she tried to do the bundles thing, too, but she did it, like, in the middle of the week. So yeah, she started so why doing are you Wednesday. talking trash on it when you just went and mm-hmm. did it to try and surpass him? That's so hypocritical in late. my mind, bro. It was bro. too late, though. Sorry, I mean, yo, I'm, I get late heated, bro. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm a straight Travis Scott fan, man. For the people <laughs> listening, whenever man. like whenever I refer to uh, Travis Scott as the auto-tool man, that's just me playing around. Oh, I don't know. But, dude, he's genius with the auto-tune, bro. I'm the one who talks trash on auto-tune, too. But... To freedom! No. <laughs> to freedom! Yo. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, shout out to six nine seventy thousand in two days, yo. Not bad, especially for an album leak almost a week early. Yep. Yep. All right. So next they want to get into so rewriting verses. I can't remember who I heard this from. I feel like because I was thinking hard. I'm like I can't remember who I got this topic from. But I feel like it's some Joe Budden. I feel like I got it from Joe Budden. Come like this is something Joe Budden will talk about because there was like yo, it was like don't. Send when you're getting a feature, don't send your verse to the uh to your to the artist. Just send the just the beat. Why? I think I either watched that episode you were talking to me about this the other day. Because then they'll try and surpass you. Oh they'll yeah, know what kind yeah, of bars yeah, you're yeah, putting yeah. out. They'll try and make it a lot better. It'll be a Jay Z Eminem Renegade situation. Cause like think cause cause like think about it because like there's been plenty of times where it's like the song come out and the person they got featured on it. Like this, not even on it. Like cash, like cash dog, bro. Like the y'all know the she the YG uh, Cardi B song, she bad. I've uh, heard it. All right, well, uh, what's called? But yeah, okay. it's uh, it's YG, it's YG and Cardi B. It's called she bad. And then the song came out, and then Cash Doll's verse wasn't on there. You like so YG? You like as Cash Doll for a feature, as Cardi B for a feature, ask somebody else for the feature. And then the song came out it's just YG and Cardi B. And then. Uh, what's called and then Cash Doll, she just put it out as a remix. And then she was like I'm like, Oh yeah, and then she was on Instagram live, she was like, Yeah, YG asked me for a feature and then a song came out, I wasn't on there, and now I go and listen to it. I was like, 
Oh my, this is fire! And then I was exactly like, why I didn't put it out. <laughs> right. oh. I'm like, oh, this is fire! And I was like, okay. And then I was like, yo, I'm like, I low key see why. I'm like, I low key see why like her verse is not on because it's too fire. Because then I started thinking about it because Joe Budden. I think uh, okay, don't quote me on this. I'm just saying Joe Budden because I think that's where I got the kind of the topic from. So I send because you know everybody in here write write some type of music, right? A little bit. Okay. So <clears throat> like so you know I send you know I I put my verse in there. I send it over to I send it over to D Drew. Absolutely. <laughs> like he's sitting on it for like about a week or two, and then he sends it back. I'm like, yo, I'm like, hold on, wait, this is my song? He killing me. He's straight killing me. And I'm like, hold on, I got to scrap that verse. Okay, and I'm sitting on it for like three more weeks. I'm like, boom, all right, I got it. You're like, so, because I'm like, how, like, because, you know, you, like, you making a song, you send it over to me, and then I send it back to you, and you're like, yo, I'm like, he, he's like, are you going to keep your verse the same, or are you going to change it up? Because I think they were talking about, like, like Kendrick Lamar and Eminem, it was like, do yeah. you think Kendrick Lamar rewrites verses? I, uh, mm, I bet he does. I bet he. Who does. doesn't? Because like, who doesn't want to sound better on the track? You, you know what send, I mean? You send the track out to Eminem. Eminem send it back. He like, Eminem squashes you. <laughs> Got to up the game a bit. Bro, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I scoot it back and like did this. I'm like, no, it's audio podcast. They can't, they can't see me. But yeah, it's like you'd be like, hold on, <laughs> what? But it's my track. Shraggy? But also, <laughs> <laughs> Shraggy. <laughs> okay, sometimes you got to make the sacrifice, though, because you want that big feature on your song because it'll be like, that'll get you some some notoriety. Like, you have, oh, wow, he's got an Eminem feature. Or like T.I. Andre 3000. T.I. Yeah. admitted, like, oh, yeah, I got destroyed on that song. But to have that Andre 3000 feature is going to make people listen to that song, listen to that album. So sometimes maybe it's worth the sacrifice. I don't know. Cause like back in the, cause like back in the day when it was like the remixes and stuff, like when Lil Wayne back in the day would remi- remix their song and then everybody just stopped listening to the original version. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like that. I don't know. I feel like cause I'm like yo, cause I'm like, I would stand by my verse, but then again, like if I got something back where it's like, if I feel like it's not even my song anymore, mm. <laughs> yeah, like then I'm a I'm a sit on it and rewrite it. But I would never. I don't think, but I mean, I've never been in this situation. I don't think I'd ever cut the verse. Why cut a fire verse out of a song? Even if they're skipping. Well, I mean, I guess if this this is more of like you're rapping and you're more into the numbers, like they're still going to listen to your song. You're still going to get those numbers. If they skip your verse and listen to their song, they're still listening to your song. Your numbers Mm -hmm. are still going up. So why'd you definitely, like it's more of like, maybe a pride thing or something like that but i don't know i would definitely rewrite a verse for sure mm-hmm. if someone just completely blew me out of the water and made me look like a clown you'd have to are you supposed to just leave it that way what do you think about that both of you see me i, I don't look i was like yo i was like i would keep it but then at the same time it's just like there's i'm like if it's a good verse or a great verse i'd be like you know I, i'm like i'm just gonna keep it as is but if it's just like amazing i'm like oh no i gotta come back but do you feel like that's stealing from the artist's verse sort of you realize oh this is fire and then you come up with something in the studio that is something of that stature like it's awesome but then that makes them look at that verse in a not like a negative light but they don't look at it 
as good. You know what I mean when I say that? Mm -hmm. So do you think that's sort of like ripping the artist? I don't think so. Because it's, it's your song, and at that point when you're making it, no one else has heard it. So honestly, yeah. no one really knows that like you've changed anything or like rewritten your verse. Because who knows? Kendrick Lamar could have rewritten a verse like four times, but we only mm -hmm. hear the final product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure he has. I'm sure everyone has. Like, I'm sure everyone's rewritten a verse. I don't... I can see why it's looked down upon, but I mean, I would do it. Who wants to be clowned on their own song? Mm -hmm. And all of us know, like, we look at those comments, like, people are like, oh, this is featuring so-and-so? It should be so-and-so song. Like, it's just... People are whack like that, and they're just talking in the comments. So, of course, I don't know. I'm back and forth on it, man. I don't know. I <laughs> I understand both sides of it. I'm kind of on the middle on this one. Okay, yeah, because just, uh, cause just know, if I like, if I ever get a feature from one of y'all, y'all just, like, kill me. Basically, I'm rewriting it. <laughs> <laughs> no no shame, bro. Uh, yeah. I would probably do the same thing. You're like, but, you know, unless we in the studio together, then I'll just take Th that. Then you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, if, like, if we in the studio together working on it at the same time, like, physically in the same room, then I'll just eat the L. I'm like, no, if I sent it to you and then you send it back on it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think Joe Budden's advice, or... What we think is Joe Budden's advice. I think it was Joe Budden. I, I think I that's. Watching that I think that's a good idea. Yeah, Unless you are. What's trying. a good idea? Rewriting verse. No, no, no. Or not not, not sending your verse whenever. You're not just sending the beat. But unless you want to, unless it's like a like a strategy, or you send. What if you're trying to verse. like secure a certain kind of vibe and you mm -hmm. want them to hear your verse? You yeah. know what I mean? Then you're so, kind of stuck in a situation. Yeah, it's it's tricky. Yeah, no, because like, because I got this like song that's been in the cut for uh for like two three years. Like it's called like it's called Dead Dreams and I got like uh was cause it's like it's two it's four minutes it's a four minute long beat and like two minutes is just me rapping and then two minutes for what's supposed to be uh like my homie Anthony uh verse cause he said he wants to hop on it but you know we didn't have no studio equipment or something back then. And like so, you know, if I send if I send the beat to him, it's like there's a message in the song, so I feel like I gotta send I would have to send my verse with that, so you know, okay, this is what that song about. This is what the Absolutely. song is about. And like, but then at the same time, it's like, cause my homie Anthony, he can rap. He like he like bar for bar, he spits. Yes, <laughs> like he that's awesome. But like he can rap. Like he like I don't know if it's like style or flow has changed since high school. And like, but like in high school, like yo, he could rap and then he throws like anime references in there, and he be like, yo, it's like yo, I just got that. And he was, he was like, yo, and it's like straight crazy. Yeah, and then cause like what, when we would rap, we would be hyping each other up and then stuff like that. And like so, I don't know. But at the same time, I would like in that case, unless it's amazing, I would stand by stand by my verse because it's a message in the song. So you know, yeah, that's a. I don't know, cause I mean, if you're trying to, like I said, if you're trying to secure a message or a certain kind of vibe, you have to send them your. Well, I guess you can sort of describe it like, hey, I want it to be something like this, this, and this. But I mean, it's hard to describe it compared to just sending them the verse and letting them actually feel what you're talking about. I was just freestyling the other day, and then I just like arm and hammer. I just like took arm and hammer and ran with it for like four bars. So I'm like, all right, real quick. I'm like, so. I'm trying to remember exactly what I said. So basically, if I send y'all like a verse or something, and my verse is in there, and then I said something along the lines of, like, I'm not good at making trap, like, trap mainstream music. So forgive these crappy bars. 
Like I said, some along the lines of, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm in the kitchen with the arm and hammer, like, and in the streets, I got my arm up on the hammer, you know, like, and when I pick it and like, when I wave it, you know, like when I, oh, and yeah, dang, okay. I'm trying to remember because it was a freestyle, <laughs> so it was like off the head, and then at the end, I was like, "Oh, I gotta remember that." Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta write it down real okay, quick. Yeah. Okay, I know the first. I know the first two lines was, "I'm in the kitchen with the arm and hammer, and in the streets, I got my arm on the hammer." You know, like, and it strikes like, and it strikes like lightning. So when, you know, like, so you better hit the floor, because when I wait, because when I got my arm on the hammer, when you hear that thunder, that ain't Thor. Okay. Okay, that was nice. That was like, yeah, that was smooth. You know, like so, you know, like you hear that, and you are gonna be like, "Oh, dang, he coming like that." Like, hold on. <laughs> you're like y'all, gonna, was, like y'all gonna be like, "Oh, dang, he like he got these double and triple entendres in here." Hold on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rewrite the verse. <laughs> but it can go either way, man. Yeah, either way. But you know, <clears throat> and then the Nicki Minaj monster verse back in '08. Not familiar oh, yes, with. yes. Uh, wait, the Monsterverse, like uh, Kanye's song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, yeah. did she rewrite the no, song? No, 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 no. Uh, so Kanye, like, she, Kanye said when he got, like, when he got Nikki's verse, when she sent it back to him, he said the verse was so good. He said he was debating on whether he should take keep it on the song or not. Because he was like, I'm, he was like, no. He was like, I'm not going to have somebody with a better verse than me on my record. But, but wait. But he kept it on there, though. Better verse than him on his record. I like Kanye's verse more. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying, like, there's been plenty of tracks where someone's had a better verse than Kanye. I don't know. But he He's probably like, doesn't perceive it that way. You're right. You're right. Uh... Yeah, cause he, yeah, cause he was like Nikki's verse. At least he's on- open and honest about yeah, it. Yeah, cause he said, like, he's given her credit by saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said Nikki's verse, cause he straight, like, he straight said it. He said Nikki was not almost on Monster. He said I got it back. I'm listening to it for days, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm gonna take, you like, I'm gonna take her verse off of the song. <laughs> he was like, but I didn't do that. He was like, so would y'all ever get like get intimidated to the point where it's like, um, like you would consider taking. That verse off of it. I've never been in a situation, so I can't really speak on it. If you, I I would like to say no, but I mean, if I'm tr- if I if I'm like starting to get some clout and like every song I'm starting to put out counts, like and you're trying to get your name out there, probably, or at least I'd probably go back and rewrite. I don't know if I'd take the verse off because you'd probably what already paid for the verse and everything. I feel like that's pretty counterintuitive. But I mean, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you about how features work and so forth, so definitely kind of hard to speak on it. If you solicit to the artist, like, "Hey, I want a verse," and then they give you something, now they're expecting one. Yeah, you paid for it. Now they're kind of expecting like the representation on your song. Now they're expecting like, "Okay, I'm gonna be on this song." And then yeah, you just it's kind of a mutual it. agreement of, "Okay, I'm gonna be on your song." Exactly. So I think you need to come harder. You need to go rewrite or fix yours. Okay. <clears throat> oh my god, I don't know what that was. <laughs> You're all good, but it can go. Eh, I don't know. Okay, yeah, no, okay. All right, so we we spent the minute on this. All right, so mm-hmm. let's move on. So ghost writing, how far do you, how far do you take? Because I was watching an interview uh, the other day, and then he and then they were and the guy was basically like, uh, was like he like yeah he was like so he like I write he like I write my songs he like but sometimes I have help. Sometimes I'll have help with the flow or whatever. So, like, how far? So, like, how far? Like, I got, like, three scenarios. Okay, so it's, like, 
Mom, you found out that somebody like has like has a song they wrote all the verses but they didn't write the hook. I think that's fine. Not fairly it that's fairly common. Mm-hmm. I'm not completely against that. But if they become known for the hook, I feel like that's some something a little different. I feel like they need to come out and say like, "Hey, got a little assistance with that." Like if they're just going to obtain all this clout through this hook that they never even wrote, I feel like that's kind of stupid. Okay. okay. I'm kind of harsh on ghostwriting, but we also, I feel like, need to establish there's a difference between influence and ghostwriting. Like, if your friend's in the studio with you and you're making music and you're like, oh, we should go back and forth, and you're just talking about how you should do it, or you hear a song and you're like, oh, that's awesome, and it sounds something like it, I don't know. There's a difference between having, like, influence and people sounding... Uh, Difference between influence and ghostwriting is what I'm trying to say. I don't really know how to explain it. I think I got an example for you. Yeah. So run the, you guys know Run the Jewels? Yep. Yeah. Killer Mike and LP. Yep. They talk about how when they're in the studio and they're writing, sometimes they're like, LP finishes one of Killer Mike's lines. Killer Mike helps finish one of LP's lines. But they're a duo. Yeah. And they work together. That wouldn't be considered ghostwriting. The, for the majority, it's a rap group. Yeah. Exactly. For the majority of their bars, they're writing. And like, yeah, they, they keep just, it within the group. Yeah, sometimes yeah, they that's need acceptable. some help. I think that's totally fine. And I also think it depends on what you say. Like you said with the hooks, if you don't write all your hooks, but you say you write all your hooks, that's yeah, that's the problem. And but you if, take the credit for it. That's the problem. Okay, okay. Scenario number two. The song is about 80% finished. You just missing a verse. And then somebody's like, oh, I got it. And you're like, oh, I got a verse for you. Boom. What do you think about that one? And that, wait, someone gives them a verse, and then the person's song... It is raps it. Yeah, you know, like so I come so I so like I come to one of y'all. It was like yo, I'm like I got. He was like I got this fire song. He was like I got the hook and I got the first verse. I'm like I just I'm just stuck on this second verse. And then y'all go, oh man, I got you. I think I got something for this. <clears throat> I feel like it'd be different, like because when you have a song, you've got different kind of sounds that are incorporated in it. Unless if you do everything yourself. I mean, you've got. Your sound, like your rap, your lyrics, your flow. You've got the producer, and then you've got the engineer who mixes it. Like the sound isn't one hundred percent that person. You know what I mean? Like there's other people that play roles. Not trying mm-hmm. to discredit people, but I think it's completely different when someone hands you it. And then, I mean, let's be honest. Ninety nine percent of the time, someone's handed a verse, they are not going to own up to it. Especially because of the stigma. I feel like that's around ghostwriting. That oh, they're. There's certain circumstances I feel like where it's acceptable, but if you're gonna, if someone writes a verse for you, but it's you rapping it and you claim it's you and you're showcasing something you aren't really about, I feel like that's something completely different. And that, that's like bad ghostwriting that can negatively affect you, like okay. how people look at you. Okay, okay. Animal, did you say your answer for this one already? I said a little bit, but I think I got some. It, yeah, I think it's all depends but on. That's a really good point. Like. Like, I feel like people confuse influence and people just being around their general collective and taking inspiration from them. They get that confused with ghostwriting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're completely different things. Look, if you, ha- if you had six people in the same room, but one person makes and publishes the music, like they, they're taking influence from all of their friends. They aren't like mm-hmm. stealing their ideas. They're just giving their input and they're all going back and forth. Like that's different. That's what making music is. But... It's different when someone hands you the verse and you throw them some money and you say it's all you and you say you're about this stuff, but you aren't really about it. I think that's a little different. 
compared to taking someone else's opinion and giving them credit for it mm-hmm. and saying it's not all you and being humble about it, I feel like that's a completely different situation. And then this last one, I feel like people overreact this one because I don't see this last one as goes right at all. But people's like, oh, my God, bro. But, you know, like, you wrote the song start to finish. You know, like, you get to the studio, you know, like, they throw a beat on, you start rapping it, but your flow is horrible. And then somebody was like, yo, I'm like, maybe you should say this line like this. He was like, or maybe you should, like, say this like this or, you know, stuff like that. And I, like, I come to one of y'all and I'm like, I got this song and, like, here's the beat. And I start rapping it and I'm like, and you like, yo, this is, like, yo, this is, this is horrible. You know, like, yeah, I'm off beat and everything. You know, like, and y'all go, you know, you know what, maybe rap this line like this or go at this pace or, you know, like, or say this like this or tweak this line or that. Like, do y'all see, do y'all think that is ghostwriting? No, I think that's just because no, like I'm sure it Andy just said. happens here and there. You know what I mean? It's not like they baby stepped him all the way through the song and then ultimately he was able to perform it himself. So, <sighs> ugh, that's, that's a hard one, bro. I'm kind of kind of on the fence but i would say no it's not ghostwriting because he wrote all the verses and everything and he had a flow and it just didn't work out and he was taking an input from a friend because the music making process just like you said yeah yeah i mean you're around i'm sure everyone not everyone most people have like their friends with them like in the studio and i'm sure they throw in input every once in a while and there's nothing wrong with having input it's different than ghostwriting. Like, what can we like establish a definition of ghostwriting? Like, what do each of you consider ghostwriting? Just so we can give everyone a kind of idea of like what our opinions are. <clears throat> I think ghostwriting is like you didn't, if you didn't write majority of like half to majority of mm-hmm. the song. So, like, if you got, so like, if somebody like throws you a hook. I don't, I don't think that's ghostwriting. Or if you got majority of the song, it's like, be like, oh, okay, I got a verse for you. I don't think that's that's ghostwriting. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, but then if somebody like half of it, it's like, okay, I got, like, okay, I got a hook and the first verse, and then somebody was like, well, okay, I got two more verses. It's like ghostwriting. And I think I'm pretty much in agreement with Dylan. It's like, yeah, half the majority, someone else wrote it, and. You don't give them credit. Mm-hmm. You don't not. I mean, maybe you don't explicitly say, "Oh, this is my own," but you definitely never not and like not even in the CD booklet credits. You don't say this person wrote. That was this. An, that's another good point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like they don't even give them credit whatsoever. whatsoever. Like if you look at writing credits, they aren't on there. Like they that's they don't have true. to say, "Oh, it's all me." But if they don't give that person credit within the credits of the album or the song, I consider that ghost writing. Yeah, because even Kanye, he's got writers, right? Yeah, but he cites them. He I don't know if it's with Twitter and the booklets, but what it's like, sci high consequence. Yeah, few other and people. He owns he owns up to it too, and I feel. Yeah, no, he says he like because he says like, oh, I got I got sci high, I got Pusher, I got Big Sean in the studio helping me write. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like that's also a loose definition too, because are they just freestyling back and forth, and it's giving him inspiration, or are they actually sitting down and trying to match his vibe and write out a song for him? I feel like that's kind of a. With Kanye, that's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. I feel like it's probably a both yeah. for Kanye. Because, I mean, people have different definitions of it. So. All right. But, yeah. Okay. So, that is that. So, all right. Before we get into, like, the main discussion. 
All right, first things first, before we get into the World Star discussion. So uh, I said it in here, I'm not dissing anybody, but what I feel like I didn't articulate well enough was uh, with the Montana 300 case. So I am not dissing Montana 300 at all, but I feel like I didn't articulate well enough. So I started talking about why World Star was bad for hip hop, and then Montana 300 and his story popped into my mind uh, as an example of an excellent artist that world star wasn't posting and so i didn't stop and say that okay let me steer away and talk about his story real quick i just kind of jumped right into it even though they uh you know adam and andrew in the studio with me they know what i meant but i just feel like us uh, it might rub off the wrong way with the audience so that's that i want to talk about world star hip-hop yo mm. are they bad for hip-hop nah no, they have some bangers on World Star Hip Hop, man. I support it. That's where Skinny from the Nine, most of his songs were released on. Yeah, <clears throat> cause like World Star is just like they do have some lackluster songs on though, man. But don't don't people pay to get on there? Yeah, right. Okay, like how much is it to get on there? I don't know. I'm a, I'm pretty sure it's cheap enough because I'm like yo there there's some off brand rappers on that thing. I should man. not know. Okay, hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick. This is not me. This is not me dissing none of these artists at all. But you know, but. You know like, <laughs> it's not me dissing. Yeah. Like this is not me dissing like the artists or whatever. But I'm like yo because like Montana 300. Like okay, I'm not dissing Montana 300 because Montana 300. Y'all listen to Montana 300. Oh, right? Because he talks about like how he kept trying to get on World Star, and then there was like and he like he kept trying to get on. Get on? Yeah, no, because they kept saying, "Oh, you need this amount of followers," and then once he got that amount of followers. He, they was like, oh, you need this many views. He was like, okay, I got this many views. He was like, well, you need a million views. He's like, okay, I got a million views. Now what? Okay, you need five million views. And so, like, he kept trying his hardest to get on World Star. And then he was at the point where it's like, you know what? I don't even need World Star because if I'm running up these numbers without, yeah, World seriously, Star, like, you don't need them in the first place. Because I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm like y'all wasn't posting my 10 and 300. I'm like, but I know who Baby J is. Baby J. I'm a, I'm a. Are we able to play a 10 second snippet? I don't know. If should be. It should be. Alright, hold on. I'm a I'm a I'm a go to this song called Out the Rain. Do they roasting him in the comment section. Hold up. Hold on. I should have hold on, instead of you, I should have went to Apple Music because it's on there too. Uh how old do you know Montana three hundred, by the way? How long? How like how well do you know him? Do you know a lot of his music? Yeah, uh, you need to listen to Busta Rhymes. It's a single. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what about that line where he's like, "Put the clip up to his head, give the boy a fresh cut." I'm like, uh, "What?" Right. <laughs> that made me go. Right. I went when, crazy. When he, said, when he said, "Boy, I'll body you," and then I'll and then I like low like Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me let me see if I can if this will come through real quick. Hold up. All right, I don't mean to interrupt y'all again, but at this point right here, we had listened to uh, the Baby J song. And so if you listen to the show when it was live, of course, you know, we listened to it. But due to copyright reasons, I can't have it play in the actual podcast version because the station pays out royalties and stuff like that. Uh, and another thing to note. So when I talk about the five foot freestyle, the five foot freestyle is not by Baby J. The five foot freestyle is by another artist. Uh, just so y'all know. And, uh, yeah, so that should be the last interruption. So, you know, go back to enjoy listening to the podcast. 
That's a no for me. Yeah, that is definitely a no for me. Who is that? Lil J? No, Baby J. Baby J. Baby J A Y or baby just letter J? Like Baby J A Y. Okay. On, let me look. Yeah. How many views ba- does he uh, have baby on that? Baby J A Y Y. 1.3 million. Yeah. What? Yeah, 1.3. What's million the like dislike ratio on that? Uh, twenty eight thousand likes, eight thousand dislikes. What? Bro, I'm out of touch no. with the game, man. Mm-mm. Stuff like that's Bro, no, that, popping that's off. That's what he looks like, yo. That's what it looks, looks like. Looks like Lil Yachty. Yeah, no, somebody was like, oh, yo, Trippy Red and Lil Yachty like fused together. He even has the lock chain around his neck, like Lil Yachty's chain. Bro, like. I should not know what? that five. I should not know about that five foot freestyle. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't even five foot freestyle. I'll play it for you. I can't even play it on air. Is it that bad? Yes, I can't even play like it. Like raunchy air. or just terrible, bro. Ratchet, raunchy, all of that. <laughs> and then World Star, they start, they did a sponsored post where this chick. Like this chick, uh, there's like oh sponsored post. I'm like, so she paid Royal Star to post this. And like. This chick paid Rose to post her song called I Swallow His Kids. Jesus. And the song goes, I swallowed his kids, I swallowed his kids, now his kids swimming in my stomach. What? Yeah. Um, that's bad. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm like, why? I'm like, yo, Rollstar, what the hell are you doing? Like, oh. I should not know about these songs for mm-mm, people. Mm-mm. Do you think that hair is, like, I don't know. That's too similar. That's too similar to Lil Yachty. That hair, for yeah, baby the be- red beads and everything. Yeah, that's that should I already mean, discredit. I mean, there's tons of people him. that have had beads in their hair, bro. Serena like you have to keep that in mind. Well, red, yeah, like that's the same. Yeah, I oh I, I know. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate and kind yeah. of argue for him. But he even has like that lock chain that Lil Yachty has. Lil um, Yachty should he, come from. Let's get rap beef. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's all tag like 21 and 22. Tag Lil Yachty yeah. till he replies. <laughs> You're like, see what we can do. But, Start some hey. industry beef. <laughs> they were just gonna get Baby J popular. Yeah, that's gonna be our fault. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah no, shout I'm out, shout out to Baby J. I'm not knocking your hustle, or whatever. But yeah, no, that voice. That's how he raps. It was like, and they're like, I just yeah. can't get behind that man. Man, yeah, I'm not gonna trash him. Like, if yeah, you I'm make music and everything, good for you. But that's just not my cup of tea, man. I hey, can't 1. get behind 3, that. 1.3 million views, man. Like in the can't song, he's numbers. saying he has a quarter million in his bank account. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He's got multiple songs posted on World Star YouTube channel. You know, I'm not knocking your hustle. I'm not dissing you. Just your music is not for me. It's it's not for me. All right. And then the last one. Okay, so I'm going to kind of use Meek's album to transition into this one, okay? <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me check. Let me check. Jimmy Dillon talking about Meek Mill? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Where did the content of this show go? Inconsistency. Okay. So Meek album. No, uh, came out this Friday, November thirtieth. Fire! But before I get into it, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm a <laughs> it's let a classic. Y- yeah, I'm a. I was acting like a J Cole fan, so. But you know, I'm a damage control. What I said a little bit. So I was 20 minutes in, and I skip, and I was like seven or eight tracks in, but I skipped one. Not which track in, did you skip? Uptown. Oh. I skipped Uptown. Fake fan. Fake fan. I skipped Uptown because that's the single. I've been blasting yeah. it for two weeks. <laughs> but you got to listen to it in the context of the album. I like they the always, sometimes they add it, extra. Yeah, that song. fabulous feature. <laughs> that was I, nice. Shout out Nick Paps. I've only heard the first like ten songs though. I still have to listen to the second half. That's probably what I'm gonna do after this. Yeah. So, so uh, what's called? Yeah, because I was like, you know, because when it came out, eleven o'clock. Uh, it was ten fifty nine. Eleven o'clock. I refreshed the Apple Music page. Boom, pop up. 
and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, because in my mind, I'm like, well, I want to hear the stuff I ain't heard yet. I'm like, I've been bumping Uptown Vibes for the past, like, week, two weeks. It was like, so... No, and then I was blasting a snippet before it even came out, so I've been blasting it for like a month technically. <laughs> I dude, snippets piss me off, man. Just because like I'll have a thirty second snippet, I have to keep pressing replay because it's so yeah. fire. But I don't have the whole song. <laughs> oh, you know, speaking of snippets, real quick. So yeah, now Meek did a Q and A uh, on Twitter, and then people were just like, like a Twitter live. No, no, no. Okay. He no, he just put out a tweet. He was like, "You asked Meek, I'm answering questions right now." And a lot of people were like tweeting him videos of like snippets he posted. And then it was like, are we ever going to get this song? Are we getting this song? Are we getting this song? And then it's just a whole bunch of nope, nah, nope, no, no. No way. Yep. And then uh, and then somebody was like, how come this song, how come we didn't get this song? And then he was like, oh, I used that verse on another song. He was like, that's why uh, that song not coming out. Now, Yo. are some of the songs just issues with clearing samples? Pro- uh, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Some, why would like, you not put of- it out? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think some of them. I think some of them is like because you know he squashed a lot of the beefs now. He was like, so what's the point of putting out a song where he's taking jabs at Drake or the game or whatever when that beef is squashed? So I think that's one. Number two, I think is samples because there's a lot of because uh, like the DC four outro that was supposed to come out in like 2013. He was like, but it took forever and a day to get that sample cleared, and then so that too, and then. And then the third one, like he said, he was like, oh, I used the verse from that snippet on another song. It was like, so, because, you know, like, uh, he was like, yeah, because Meek has done that, because it's like, what, like, Monster, uh, no, yeah, Monster, the one, uh, that song produced by Jala Beast, Meek fans, y'all know what I'm talking about, but Monster, yeah, no, that song was, like, that whole song was originally to another beat, you know, like, but he found another beat that suited it better, and he just moved it over there, so, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, all them snippets that we banging, we not getting those. Dang. We not getting those. He said it himself, are we getting man down? Rude. Nope. He like, are we getting this one? Nah. And then, uh, I, and then I was a little skeptical. I'm like, yo, is it really Meek answering these questions? And then somebody was like, and then uh, somebody was like, oh, he like, what happened between uh, you and Nikki? And then he said, and he like, what the, I look like telling my business on Twitter to y'all. And I was like, yep, this him. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so boy, fire. So okay, yeah, so back to me damage controlling my tweet. So J Cole fans, y'all literally five minutes after the song, after not after KOD came out, y'all went to the last track of the album and tweeted this song is so slept on. Five minutes after. Oh yeah. I'm like yo, whew. I did twenty. Like I was twenty minutes after, and then I called it a classic. So, uh, but you know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for the smoke. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's gotta digest, bro. Gotta give it like a year. Mm. Gotta let it marinate a bit. Mm-hmm. See how the people feel. Cause you know, after, cause like I was listening to it, and after I heard my favorite sample on the album, I was like, yo, like this shit's. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about that? Uh, the one sample. The Garden of Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah. I heard that, I was like, after that song was over, and then one more, I was like, this is a classic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, nah, that that uh was crazy. Yeah, shout out to uh Nick Pass. That intro was crazy, and f- crazy story about that. So Nick Pass, he made that beat. Uh, what's called? He made that beat on the spot. Wow. Cause it was crazy. Cause uh, what's called? Cause that picture. Cause he put out a picture like him at his laptop producing and Meek like standing. Like standing behind him, looking over his shoulder, and he was like, "Man, like we just made a song on the spot." And then on a Meek interview with DJ Brand, uh, he was like, 
oh, yeah, he was like, yeah, shout out to Nick Pabst, Dream Tracer producer. He said, yeah, he was in the studio, and I came up to him, and I said, hey, you know that in the air tonight? He was like, I want you to sample that. He was like, we going to knock it out right now. <laughs> right now. He was like, yeah, so Nick Pabst said, and like, so Nick Pabst made the beat on the spot with Meek looking over his shoulder, and then when it was done, Meek hopped on it, boom. That's awesome. So, I'm like, hey, so shout out to Nick Pabst. No, for because, like, I'm like, yo, this is crazy because you know how fast me work. So he had to get that mug done. Oh, he puts out the bangers quick. Yup. And then so the man, so, you know, the, the, uh, what's free. Hmm? That J verse on what's free. Track number five. Mm -hmm. Fire. Good stuff. Can't remember the verse off the top of my head. I've only listened to it once. It's it's fire. I'll have to listen to it. Yo, cause I saw this picture and I was like, yo, I got to print this mug out, bro. It's like. Cause it was like when Jay Z said, "Like I'm, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business, business man. man. So let me handle my business, thing, bro." Like I found this, like this flow chart of like all the business ventures. Cause in the song, he was like, "I'm fifty percent of Duce. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent of, I'm a hundred percent of uh, Ace of Spades." He was like, "I, I got Rock Nation and stuff." I'm like yo, that flow chart is like everything that Jay Z has a piece of. The only thing outdated Wait, is on, he that, on Barclays. Uh, not anymore. Okay. I was like, so what? <laughs> yeah. So all right. So basically, what happened there? Cause he, cause he used to own a piece of the Brooklyn Nets and the Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. And like, but he wants to open up a sports management agency, Rock Nation Sports Management. And they said, yo, I'm like, you can't own a team, own a stadium, and represent these players as agents. You're like, you got to pick one. And then so he sold his stake in the Brooklyn Nets and the Barclays. You're like, so now, and so now, yeah. Because, like, those athletes right there, those are all the athletes, not all, but most of the athletes that signed to sports management and stuff like that, bro. It's, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. And you know what's crazy? Cause, I uh, forgot Dreamville's under Rock Nation. Yep. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. I completely forgot about that. You're like, yeah. It's, uh, what's yeah, called it? Yeah, uh, DJ Khaled, too. Yeah, DJ Khaled is on the Rock Nation. He's on, uh, he got, um... He's got uh, Willow and Jay Smith record label uh, underneath Rock Nation. What's the name of their label again? Misfits. Misfits? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. That's who's, under Rock Nation. Who's Biggs? Biggs one. Which one? The middle one. Oh, those are the uh, three founding members yeah, of Damon Rock Dash, Jay Z. Oh, I, didn't, I never heard of Biggs. That's my own fault, though. Yeah, the, the Whoa, three yeah, there's a lot of artists. <laughs> Yeah, like basically, like that right side leading from Jay Z. I'm like, yo, Jay Z. I'm like, yo, he's making his money, man. He's. And this is just like now, the people popping off now, because even back in the day, Beanie Siegel, yeah, and, Rock Nation, uh, Freeway, yeah, it was everybody was on it. So and then like he's been making money for artists. a minute. Yes. Yeah, and then like J Cole, Rihanna, good music too. Like, oh man. Yeah, like people that are like plat- we're talking platinum, and he's getting a piece of all of it. Yep, he manages he manages Meek Mill and Dream Chaser Records. Yo, he manages he's Jay Z is a boss. Yeah, Jay Z he's uh, Rihanna is signed to Rock Nation, and he manages Rihanna, so he's making a piece off of Fenty Beauty, everything. Yo, yeah, he's making that money. <laughs> and then Duce Ace of Spades. Yeah. Did you say he still like one hundred percent owns Ace of Spades? Yeah, in the verse he said I own fifty percent of Duce. He like he owns hundred percent of Ace of Spades. Dude, he, that dude can rap just about so much stuff other people can't rap about. That dude is a straight 
like you said, a businessman. For real, no, and it's like it's crazy because like in the verse he was like, "Yo," and then he was like, "Hold on," he was like, "Y'all want to kill me?" I'm like, "But the label just scammed you out of millions." I'm like, "Oh snap!" I do love the Jay Z we have now. Like, just shows up for features, and you can tell he's an older gentleman. But he shows up for features and just spits shade and facts. I love the Jay Z business. Exactly. Well, what he said on uh, Drake's Scorpion. Like, his verse on that was also just great. I'm trying to think, what else has he been on recently? Just a feature? He was on something. I can't remember. Okay, so yeah, manages DJ Khaled, Dreamville. He has J. Cole Son, Dreamville on the Rock Nation. He manages Meek Mill and Dream Chasing Records. Uh, as a sports agent, he represents uh, Skylar Diggins, Dez Bryant, Geno Smith, Kevin Durant, Angie Martinez, you know, like Rihanna. You know, like he's like he's the creative director of Puma. Uh, let's see what else. What's on this flow chart? Uh, Rihanna. He signed and manages Rihanna, so he gets a piece off of everything Rihanna does. Ooh, he could just live off that, honestly. For real, <laughs> he doesn't need all this. <laughs> Real, bro. Hey, no, but he's like, he's really talking that different clock. He said, my accountant is so good, I'm basically living tax-free. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's different clock talk right there. But, well, all right, so, wait, uh, my laptop is 20%. I need to plug this charger and somebody take over real quick. Just say anything? Yeah. Or, like, what you think uh, of the album so far in general? Or, the Meek Mill album? The Meek Mill album? Yeah. I like it so far. Um, My favorite song on it so far was, uh, I've only listened to the whole album all the way through just one time so uh what was it oh yeah going bad of course with the drake verse and championships i like a lot i thought championships was a banger <clears throat> but i can't remember name the i've only listened to, through it one time the first nine ten songs one time so i still need to finish it up but i still like it a lot it was cool uh getting on twitter and seeing how everyone reacted to it too because twenty-one, everyone's savage. finally passed the Meek Mill hold this L type stuff, That's and now true. I feel like people are starting to really recognize him instead of talk trash yeah, because can, they're just hopping on Drake's train. Bro, we can tell because we like yo. I'm like the first two tracks intro. Everyone's and on him now, man. Every since especially the beat. trauma where he's like screaming, you hear that passion stuff. I'm like yo, Meek been rapping like this. Yeah, and people are just getting put onto it because they're just on on Drake, thinking, oh my god, he's the he's the best. Like, oh, uh, no, see, he's saying no. He's saying no. Come on in, man. Come on. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then, all right, and then so, because, you know, intro and trauma and stuff. And then the samples, oh, my God. I did hear that Garden of Peace sample. Yeah, I was like, oh. It's good. Hey, I got a, I got a song. Uh, I got a song that's in the cut that samples a Garden of Peace. But, you know, it needs to uh, – uh, we need to be in like in somebody's car because like it doesn't have any 808s. Like the mm. horns and the brass is the is the bass. Mm. So like you need really good speakers. Problem is like that song's been sampled a lot. It's getting to the point where people can recognize it. They're like oh that's that one song. So so maybe maybe we should start branching out a little more from that one. Yeah. Because Jay Z did that in with Dead Presidents. That's the Dead Presidents sample from '96. So. After this, Andrew, bro, he was like, "Oh, wait, no, you wait, did you walk here? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Come on, say, bro. I'm like, I got, I got to play you this beat, bro. And you hop me your car, like, just pass me the ox core. We'll have to next time I got my car. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm like, but, um, but you know, hold up, real quick. Am I the only one that noticed this? Like, Jay Z ended what's free, and then it went into the Garner P sample. 
Oh, that's that's interesting. Hey, because you know that same sample for Dead Presidents. I didn't notice that, even though I was listening to those two songs. Yeah, I didn't notice. That's wild. Hey. All right, and then so this is gonna transition to the last major big topic. So, is it okay? All right, hold on, wait. Ah, let me get the paper back out. My bad. Because <clears throat> you know a lot, we we praise samples a lot, and you know, but. There's a problem with samples, though, because, you know, you got to clear them. You got to clear them. So is it okay for the sample holder to bully their way into a big percentage? No. Mm-mm. No. Don't care. Unless if it's the entire beat of the song. No. <laughs> I, I was shocked because I read the sheet before I came mm-hmm. in, and I was like, you're right. Sting is Screwing some people over, man. He is, he is finessing, making really good money okay. off of. I mean, he made his stuff was sampled, but he he wasn't there. He didn't make the song. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So I got a couple examples. So this one is. So this one is kind of different. So you know, uh, we all were shocked when Pierre born. Hey, yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? Because, uh, you know, he tweeted out, I get 75% of gummo. So it's wild, bro. Uh, so, like, but that, I feel like that's, I feel like he had the right to do that because this was back when 6ix9ine first came out and this was when his whole, like, charges of being with a minor popped up. Yep. So I feel like Pierre had the right to do that because we because we didn't know Six Nine was gonna still be popping this year. Oh yeah, was everyone like, was against that dude. For real. and then so Pierre is looking like yo, it was like if I work with this like alleged pedophile, I need to get my money's worth because it's not gonna pop. He yeah. probably didn't think it was gonna get more than two million views, honestly. Because yeah, yeah. he because uh, at first he wasn't clearing it at all. He wasn't clearing he wasn't clearing uh what's called the beat at all. Like, but then they uploaded and it started popping. And he was like, well, he was like, and then he was basically like, oh, y'all want to make money off of this now? He's like, well, boom, I need 75%. All right. And then Sting, Sting ain't new to this, to this finessing game, yo. So uh, Nick Mirror, you deleted your tweets, but we live in 2018. We got screenshots. <laughs> and I saw the, and I saw the tweets with my own two eyes. Cause I follow you on Twitter. I saw the tweets with my own two eyes before you took them down. So that's why he deleted them. Yeah. Not none gets deleted in 2018 no more. Absolutely, man. We've got we have the technology now. Yep. No one can flake. So Nick Mira, he is the producer of Juice World's hit "Lucid Dreams." So he had he calls out Sting for taking the royalty percentages. He tweeted, "F," and he added him to official Sting and his whole team after taking 85 percent of "Lucid Dreams" for interpolating "Shape of My Heart," not even sampling. He threatened to take us to court for trying to get any percentage. Sting also flexed stealing our money and said it put his grandkids through college. Rude. Real rude. Stupid. So does Sting have the right to to take 85%, leaving the label with 5%, Juice World with 5%, and Nick Merrill with 5%? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Stupid. Kind of made me mad when I read it because, first of all, I'm sure they're like, oh, my God, Sting is so awesome. And then they go and flip him the finger like that. Like, that was probably the producer or one of Juice World's idols saying, screw you. I'm... And that song just popped off, man. He would have made so much money off of that. But he's 
<clears throat> I feel like we need to take it back to the inspiration and ghostwriting thing. It's not like he's ripping Sting. He's using that as inspiration for his song, and he's furthering, like, the culture and the music with it. And I've got a problem with that, too, because I'm sure Sting and his team and all that are like, oh, yeah, man, we're all about the furthering of the culture and the music, but then they're going to tax him 85% when we have a new artist coming into the game. Because well, Stupid. No, I think, I think it's, it's completely hypocritical. I think to it what shows they say. Steam, Sting is just about the money. He doesn't care about, yeah. like, up-and-coming artists, which is unbelievable and it's like with his work solo and with uh uh wasn't he in the police or something the old run uh i don't know him super deep yeah, so I don't okay know him uh so he's got to be still making money and didn't did he sample him back in the okay, day yeah so let me all right i'm gonna get into that in one second but all right let me finish this this story real yeah. quick so the song right, so juice world because the song is right now is five times platinum yeah and then so juice, and then so you know everybody's like, well, what? I'm like, so everybody's going to Juice World, like, yo, like, what's going on? And then Juice World said, we lost millions and we made millions. The song impacted too many people in a good way for me to be upset over it. There's always more money to be made, and I will make it. So love. Good, good way to look at it. I mean, he's been putting out songs that have been doing tens of millions of views and plays. So he's been making money. But I still think that's so screwed up, man, just because I know, I guarantee Sting at one point was like, yeah, man, we're all about the music, duh, 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 duh. And then they do something like that. I, that's stupid, man. I don't think samples should be taxing 85% from a song. That's just know, ridiculous because they didn't make the song in the first place. But Sting, man, Sting is not new to this finessing game, bro. So... He gets 100% royalties from that Diddy song, bro. 100%? Yep. Wow. That, that tribute song, the Biggie, where they sampled uh, Sting, mm-hmm. he gets 100% yeah. of royalties. I don't no understand lie. how that's... How did he argue that, though? And he still need money to put his grandkids through college? Yeah, how's he spending his money? I don't know. But it's like... Because Sting... Because one... I'm like, yo. Because I'm like, yo. Cause I, I think I know how he negotiated this leverage, okay? so. But who would ever agree? Well, I guess he wouldn't clear the sample if he didn't get 100%. Yeah. So, all right, because let, uh, let me look at Lucid Dreams, like, views on YouTube. This is not SoundCloud where the song popped off. This is YouTube. Let me, let me, uh, let me go. So the music video on YouTube has 252 million views. And the song didn't even pop off on YouTube. It popped off on SoundCloud. And they're not making any money off of it. So when they go, you know, like I so said, when they go to clear this sample, uh, you know what I'm saying? He was like, Sting is probably like, oh, uh, hey, I see the song is popping and y'all trying to make some money. He was like, well, y'all need me. I don't need y'all. He was like, 252 million views? Like, ooh, like, that's a lot of money. He was like, but, hey, I don't need it. You need it. He like, 85%, take it or leave it. And then... The whole Biggie tribute song where he's getting a hundred percent of that, because you know we, because you know, dude's not even involved in rap music. <laughs> but I think I think how that I think how that situation goes is he probably found out it was a Biggie tribute. And he was probably like, yo, he was like, oh, he was like, well, you're doing this song, you're probably not doing it for the money. You, you know, like you should be doing this song out of the love out for of your respect. home. Out of love and respect for your homie. So give me all the money. Yeah, so give me all the money. He was like, Russ, I'm not going to clear it. So that's I feel like that's the tactic he used for both of those. Stupid, man. You shouldn't be able to bully people like that. Hey, that I mean, it's hit, 
it's his sample, but still, I'm really against that. All right. And then some more news about the sample. Because, like, y'all know French Montana Unforgettable, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, because French Montana said he was he was a uh, million dollars in the hole of his own personal money before the song even came out. Yeah, because he bought it off of, like, Ray Schremmer or something, right? Yeah, he bought it off. Yeah, he spent, he said he spent 300000 buying it off of Ray Schremmer and Jeremiah, because that was originally their song. Yep. And then he said he spent another 300000 to clear the sample. And then he spent another three hundred thousand. Like how in the hell? Sorry, yeah. how does it take that much money to clear a sample? Do you know anything about the process? Like I just know like the terminology and that you have to clear the sample and yeah. you have to get the okay from like whoever has the rights to the song. Yeah. So how but song? How does it cost three hundred thousand dollars though? That's absolutely ridiculous. I feel like because like the way it works is if you wanna if you wanna sample license or whatever it doesn't matter. You're like you have to get agreement from is, both parties. Is that three hundred thousand from royalties from the song? No, three hundred thousand up front. He had to pay them three hundred thousand to clear it. Okay. So <laughs> wow. Yeah, no. French Montana, uh, what's it called? Oh yeah. So well, before I get into that, yeah. So it's you have to get permission from both whoever owns the right to the masters and publishing. Okay. Sometimes it's the same person. Sometimes it's two different entities. You're like so for example. Uh, so like I don't know. I'm just gonna do a K Michelle. A K Michelle's example because she says she owns her publishing. Mm-hmm. I want to sample a K Michelle song. Well, Atlantic owns her masters, so I got to get the okay from Atlantic Records, and then I have to get an okay from K Michelle. So if one of them says no, I'm screwed. So, but that's just a quick example. So yeah, now French Montana said it took five months to clear the sample for Unforgettable. That's so stressful, man. Just- Dropping that much money on a song and having that on your conscience for five months, I'd go crazy. Yep, no, and he said that was all out of his pocket. Cause he said the label wouldn't give up that, that much guess, money. But I bet that dude has money though. Yeah, but hey, the song is like is is popping though, cause you know you got cause yeah, he said he said three hundred thousand to buy it off a of German race trimmer, another three hundred thousand to clear a sample, and he spent three hundred thousand on a music video. So was the music video made before it popped off? No, it was after. Okay. So, and then lastly, Papa Mitru, a.k.a. Nick Paps, he on Instagram Live, like, the day before the album came out. Yeah, he said, yeah, he, like, he said, yeah, Phil Collins has taken a fat check, you know, like, out of this intro. He said, but it's all right, though, because it's going to be a classic. He didn't say how much, but he said a fat check. So he knows. Sure, it's a lot of money. Yeah, because it, it, one, it's iconic. So, no. Yeah, like if you know, if you got this popping song, you know, somebody be like, "Yo, like we got this song that samples you, or we did an interpolation, and and the, and we need the publishing, okay?" Like, blah blah, like y'all, I'm like, are y'all gonna be like, "Oh, hold on, wait, this mug got like 200 mil views," I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on, I'm finna eat today, or y'all just gonna be like, "Oh, just give me X amount." Honestly, I would, I'd probably be like. Give me a ex- small percentage, like, I don't know, like, like 5% less than that, maybe. I don't know if I was in that situation and someone sampled my music. That was the question, right? Yeah, so, okay. you're, like, so you're saying so, about 5%. Maybe. I don't know, man. I, I don't, I've <laughs> i never been in these situations. It's hard to articulate that. I don't know. I'd probably take a percentage or I don't know, man, because I don't know how much samples cost usually so i don't really know 
I guess I could go either way. No, but but this, but this is the question though. What is your percentage of low? Because some people make because some people think like twenty oh, percent is low or fifteen percent is low. I think low is like fifteen and under. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like twenty percent is a decent amount, especially like, I mean, you obviously made the music that was sampled, but you probably weren't there for the process of making the song. And I feel like that's a substantial amount of money for not being there, for just doing all. nothing. For doing nothing, and someone likes your music and wants to put it in their song. What do you think's a high percentage, or a low percentage? Sorry. Low. Ooh. Uh. Me personally, if I don't know, because you know I have never been in a situation, and I've never been approached for like, yo, this song is popping, two hundred million views on YouTube, X amount on SoundCloud. We trying to make some money off of it, and be like, oh, dang. So I don't know. Uh. I feel like me personally, like if I'm just feeling, like if I'm waking up feeling evil. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to make some money today. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, if I'm waking up feeling evil or I'm just like struggling that bad, then I'll probably start off at 25 and then work my way lower. That's like. That's still nothing on 85 or 100. Like, oh my God. Yeah, but like if I'm like. Like, if I'm doing well and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, okay. But if I'm, like, waking up either A, feeling evil, or B, I'm just, like, struggling for cash, I feel like, I, like at the extremist, I probably wouldn't go up past, like, 25%. Yeah. Um, I think, for samples, nothing should go over 50. Because, like you said, they're not there. It's their art. It's their art that's already been put out there. And they're not mixing. They're not writing over it. They're not adding anything. However, I think you could go up to 50. It depends on how much of their music has been sampled. Like if I got a song absolutely and they're point. just using the drums, it would be insane to charge them 85% or anything above even 50 would be like that's ridiculous. If they just took the drums, that's insane. But I know to give uh, an example, Wu-Tang Clan has a song called okay, they have two songs called A Better Tomorrow. And I'm talking about their most recent album, A Better Tomorrow. They're yeah. not great album. And they have a, the title track on that one. takes a sample from Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, Wake Up Everybody. But they just, they take the chorus of that song and they take the intro instrumental from that song too. Like, it's basically just Wu-Tang rapping over the original song that's just been mixed a little differently. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they maybe added a bigger bass drums, but like, they hardly changed that sample at all. And I think in that case, the team with Harold Melvin and the Blue Nose would have the right to charge about 50% because, honestly, they did create 50% of that song. They got the chorus. They got the singing in the chorus. They've got the background piano and all that stuff. Like, I think it just depends on how much they absolutely they use. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, my bad. Dang, I should not have did that in the microphone. Very cool. <clears throat> it's live. But, you know, it don't matter. Okay, so... I think I got like about fifteen more minutes. Cause I'm like I'm so I'm looking out the like window and I don't Trying see, to see like, if anyone's staring mm-hmm. at us. <laughs> no, I'm like I don't see any more like K affiliates like waiting to get in or anything. So I guess we can keep talking. Anybody got any anybody got anywhere to be? No man. I'm good. Okay, yeah, it's good like one forty five. Nobody got anywhere to be. No. no, sir. Just hanging. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so let me look at what else I got on here. Okay. What? 
Okay, this is a good one because Logic, Logic has said, I make music for my fans. When I first started off, I wanted to make music for the culture, but I don't even know what that is. So what is your definition of for the culture? I can go first. Go first. Go for it. Yeah, okay. please. So when somebody is saying, like, oh, do it for the culture or I'm doing it for the culture or whatever, I feel like in my, my definition of doing it for the culture is for the advancement of whatever you're doing it for. So, like, if you're doing it, you know, like, oh, I'm doing it for the culture. You know, like, so you're doing it. Oh, I'm, I'm about to drop this amazing hip-hop album for the culture. You know, like, so I feel like you're saying I'm about to drop this hip-hop album that's going to be so good. It's going to put – it's going to advance the culture forward. It's going to make a new standard. Or yep. it's going to make the genre better in some mm-hmm. way. Because now it just get thrown out left and right. It does. And I, that's a really good point to make, too. I feel like exactly what you said. For the culture means you're going to advance it or you're trying to put, like, a good artist on, like you're trying to help them out, get some attention around them, try to further the genre, make it sound better, put out a classic. That's for the culture. But just throwing it around is pretty frequent, I think. How many famous women do I got to smash for the love of the culture? I don't know what clip that's from. Huh? Oh, that's that's from a Meek snippet we never get. Uh, oh Meek and his the snippets he never releases. Yeah, bro. No, I've yeah. heard some snippets and it breaks my heart when I'm when I do some research. I'm like, oh, he's not gonna play. Hey, it no, out. that's on how many, bro. Yo, you know, like uh, the snippet goes. Uh, yeah, the snippet goes. You know how I'm living. I ain't gotta post it. I don't even post it. How many times I gotta tell you about these Rarys and race and ghosts? How many times I got to tell you that I'm mob a culture? How many famous women do I got to smash for the love of the culture? Oh, Lord, love of the culture. Ah! And then That's the snippet awesome. ends. No, but Adam, what do you think? What's the definition of for the culture? I think you guys nailed it. Like, for the advancement, for the betterment. But then, of course, that's everyone's opinion. So, like, they could say they're putting on an artist that's for the culture, and it could be someone like Baby J. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no you shit. Know, yeah, you know what I mean? So, so they could be wrong. They could be wrong. Um, we buying all this jewelry for the culture. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. The, that Okay. That part of it, I guess you got to understand that like, maybe it's a joke like that, or what Meek Mill said about all the famous women. It's used, I don't, I think it's just, it's a phrase that has meaning. I think you guys nailed the meaning, but people, of course, are going to use it in a humorous way. Well, I feel way. like it's more slang now. Yeah. Yeah, no, okay, hold on. Who, hold on. Who's that Slick, Sony Slick Rick? Hold on. What was about that, Slick I Rick? Think, I think it was Slick Rick. He was, like, on The Rocks. You know that GQ series on The Rock where they show off, like, their jewelry? Yeah. Slick, Slick Rick's, Rick's always it. been about the jewelry. Yeah, no, uh, see. Slick Rick has always been the one who's just dripped in an extreme amount of huge, obnoxiously large. Okay, yeah, chains. that was him. Yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah. he was showing off his jewelry collection with the eye was... patch, and he has he has yeah, like diamond. Eye, yeah. yeah, he, he has, has like a... bust down diamond <laughs> eye patches, bro. <laughs> yes, that dude does not screw around. That was awesome. No, no, who can you say has a, a bust down eye patch? He's an OG. Like yeah, he's been around, man. Because he was like, he's yeah. some classics. He was like, yeah. He's. I walked in the jewelry store, and then he was like, yeah. And then they were like, and they asked what I want. And he was like, and like he literally mm-hmm. said, like he did this in like three jewelry stores. So he walks in, they be like, oh, you know, they be like, oh, hey, how can I help you or whatever? With the biggest piece. No, like, and then he said, <laughs> no, and then he said, yo, he was like, that thing in the window right there. And it was like, yeah, is that the biggest piece you have in the store? And if they say yes, all right, I'm going to buy that. Yeah. No, you know, uh, you know the song No Stylist? 
Yeah, yeah. Do you know the cover art with French Montana? He's crouched down with all the chains. Uh, no, let me look it up real yeah, quick. Yeah, that's Slick Rick behind him, and those are Slick Rick's chains he has on. Jeez. Just straight gold. Like, yeah, and that, I know that on the rocks thing because he says he hates how, like, say, like how I had my flannel on earlier, like the black, like in between the flannel, he says he hates that. He wants it all chains. Doesn't want any space. Whoa. I'm, like, he's old school, drip out in the chains, flash the chains. Rakim? Rakim was kind of like that, too. At least yeah, but he just had, like, his big, uh... Big, yeah. No, uh, Slick Rick's it? definitely on another level. Slick Rick is on... I think he overdoes it. I don't feel some of the chains he has, because some of those were just, like, clanky and huge. Like, you've seen the interview. Yeah, yeah, I saw like, it. Some of them are just massive. They look so heavy, bro. I don't know how he lugs all those things around on his Just neck. Just because he's old. He probably be... has neck pain. Right now, for real. Because Dragging like, all those oh, chains around no, on his like, neck. Because uh, Tracks NYC, uh, shout out Tracks NYC, he's uh, their jewelry store in New York or whatever. And then so he's like showing, and then he was like, yeah. And then he was, because like they do Max, the Max from Tracks NYC. He does uh, every now and then where he educates people about like gold and, and gemstones and stuff like that. And then he was like, okay. He was like, yeah. He was like, this is he was like this is a vial of 10 karat gold, 14, 18 karat gold. And then so he was like, yeah. He was like, this right here is 50% gold and 50% silver. This is 18 karat gold, 50-50. And then the ratio of like gold to silver is so huge. And he was like, and it's determined by weight. He said, because gold is heavier than silver. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, so, and like if that's if that's the ratio to get half gold, half silver, it's crazy. And then like every time, uh, like a rapper, like they take the jewelry off and put it on somebody, like, yo, this is heavy. <laughs> so I don't know. Wearing and then, silver chains, bro. <laughs> Everyone's out here wearing fake chains. Hey. No, uh, what's cousin? Uh, what's cousin? No, that's the, that's another thing though, because we all these rappers like, oh, I got. I got VS diamonds or I got VVS diamonds and I'm and then after watching that tracks on my CV, I'm like, okay, you might have VVS diamonds. I'm like, but you might have spent all your money on your diamonds. Is your chain ten karat gold? Cause yeah. Because tw- twenty four karat is a hundred percent pure yeah. gold. You know, like so, like, are you rocking a ten karat, uh, like a ten karat gold chain? Where it's like the so gold intuitive, is. So counterintuitive though. I I bet there's minority. someone out there, but sorry, I mean to interrupt you. Finish your thought. Yeah, no, I was like, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got VVS diamonds. I'm like, but it's your chain 10 karat gold, where it's like your chain is only like like 25 to 30% gold. Flexing. Flexing going on. I bet there's someone out there that's doing it right now, but why? Why not just go one? If you're going to ice out, like, bust down diamonds every square centimeter... Like, why not just go all out and get the 24-karat chain? Cost too much. Why, why get the chain in the first place? I, hey, I don't know, bro. Hey, Meek said on I understand, album, like, when you're in the rap broke. game, you got to flex. You got to get, get your bling on sometimes and flex, but I don't know. 21 Savage recently is one of the rappers that's, like, against buying chains and stuff. Yeah, hey, he actually... He's, he, I think he did, like, a GQ interview or something. It's pretty interesting. He goes to, like, the St. Laurent show, and he's just doing this little interview, talking about life and all that kind of stuff and why he's not buying chains and that he's, yeah. like, investing money and yeah, stuff, still, which is great. Yeah, because he said... I think that's like, a great yeah, thing to promote like, in ha- uh, hip-hop. Yeah, because it's, like, 
because uh, do you see that interview where they uh, where they put out like three different companies in front of them and they say you have twenty dollars you're like what are you gonna invest in yeah do you see that interview yeah yeah it's a good like, interview Ooh. I love those man and Twenty One Savage he actually in the Atlanta area shout out to him he's actually like making like a personal finance classes that teaches like his how to invest and save money and all that so you know shout out to him but all right but back to the back to the topic at hand the jury like bond jury full of culture like. Cause you know Slick Rick and his era had the big giant chains in life for the culture, and then like it eventually changed and stuff like that. And now Migos are saying they're buying all this jewelry for the culture to push the the jewelry game forward. You know, Migos they got some crazy pieces. Oh yeah, but is uh, that does that push hip hop forward, or is that just this seems more like a flex than pushing hip hop forward? Because now they're encouraging people to spend money on stuff that maybe they can't always afford and that's going to be detrimental so i think that's just i think it's more of a flex i think they're using it i think they're serious when they say you do it for the culture i think they're using it wrong yeah and i mean if you're gonna spend all your money on chains and stuff i mean of course they're gonna be those rappers that want to be like they want to be flexing too and everything you know what i mean and then they don't have as much money towards the music and of course if you're gonna spend fifty thousand dollars for someone to show up and make a beat that makes you're going to come out with a completely different beat compared to someone you drop 10K on. Mm-hmm. Like someone, like, uh, I was really shocked because uh, there's a studio here in Kansas City, and I was curious. I was just looking at, like, their costs and everything, and there was, like, this Grammy-nominated producer, mixer. Some, I don't know if he was a producer or an engineer, but, like, for him to come in, five grand up front. Like, mm. Oh, my. That's Producers what that, and engineers rate. eating. Yeah, he was Grammy nominated or something oh, like that. So five thousand upfront and then hourly. Yeah, then hourly, mm. something like that. Like, dude. Yeah, I'd have to look hey, back on the website the to engineer, confirm. Man. Respect yeah. the engineer, dude. They're eating, making so much money. These producers are taxing. Not any, but I mean, hey, they're making good beats. Push this like off to the side because this fan is starting to get loud. Okay, uh, okay, so. Respect the engineer. All right, I'm gonna touch back on Meek Mill's album real quick. So, what's free? So, how that song came to be was con- was really interesting. So, Street Runners, they uh, they did an interview with Rolling Stone, I believe it was, and then so because we because well, you know me and Andrew we talk about how like Rick Ross and like Rick Ross and me got like some of the best ear in the game for beats. Absolutely. So. Street Runners, Meek gets out of prison. They start making phone calls around. He was like to see when he's going to be back in the studio. He said, boom. So, and they said they get into the first studio session that Meek is in when he gets released from prison. Oh, okay. I said this here. Hey, she can come in. Oh, uh, okay, wait. No, she's not looking. I'm going to say she can come in if she wants. But uh, he was like, so, yeah. So, he plays them the What's Free and, like, the What's Free beat, you know, like, and, you know, similar to What's Beef. Because, yeah, because they said they originally wanted to sample What's Beef, but they couldn't find an instrumental where it didn't have Diddy's and uh, and B's uh, ad-libs on it. So they had to recreate the What's Beef thing from the original sample, mm-hmm. whatever. So uh, Meek Mill hears it, he hops on it, and then that's when that What's Free snippet got posted. And then they said Rick Ross came through to the studio, heard it, Fell in love with it. He recorded, like, he took it home, recorded three verses. Okay. He recorded three verses on it. He was like, so it's three Ross verses and a Meek verse. And then Jay-Z comes through, 
Jay and like Jay Z hears it and he goes, Nah, this song has to go on Meek album. He like, I want to hop on it and this has to be on Meek's album. It's that good. And then boom, it's and now what's free is on Meek's album. They got that ear, man. Having an ear for production matters because I hear songs all the time and I'm like, Wow, that beat is awesome. And I feel like it's easier to have a good beat and a whack verse compared to an amazing verse and a whack beat. Mm. That's how I stand on it. I don't know about you guys. Like, there's some beats I'm like, eh, but then the rapper go, like, just overpowers it. I'm like, okay, but the song overall is good, but production is a huge factor. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, uh, this one is going to be real quick. How important do you think a good live performance is? Very important. Very important. Very. But I think live performances are hard in hip-hop. Absolutely. They're very hard. Hard to stand out. Mm-hmm. And also, like, a lot of times they have the uh, the original track, like, playing over. And honestly, like, everyone's, like, screaming at rap, in, um, into the mic whenever they're performing. Hip-hop mm-hmm. artists, a lot of times they, like, got to... Yeah. And but you have to keep in mind, too, like, some of those shows, like, <clears throat> you can't tell because of the way it's filmed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sh- showcase all of the sound that's going on in there. Right, right, true. Like, there are... Like, if you get, like, a phone video of these concerts, like, the fans are, yeah, mm-hmm. the true, fans true, are true. screaming. So the artists probably have to, like, scream over them. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, some concerts, like, uh, I don't know if you guys listen to, like, The Weeknd, but, like, he sings. Like, sometimes he has to, like, quiet the crowd mm-hmm. down yeah, so he, he can sing, sing. Cause he sings the songs acapella, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he doesn't have the actual song playing, just the instrumental yeah, acapella. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen... A lot of stuff from his recent tour, so I don't know like about his recent tour, but he does do a lot of acapella for sure. Mm-hmm. Has the beat playing in the background. That's awesome. Okay, okay. Love the weekend. Yeah, no. Uh, what's cause it? Cause like when Twenty One Savage first started out, like he like he really said like yo, I'm he, like I'm finessing these fools. He was like I'm getting paid all this money for a show, and I just stand in one spot and rap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was when he first started. It's like fresh after the Double XL as he came out, he was on. Yeah. But yeah, no. But it's like some like yo, cause you got like. Tory Lanez, yo, oh my God, bro. Spider-Man a rap. Like, have y'all seen, like, clips from his, his concerts? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He crowd surfs. And then he not only crowd surfs, he climbs the wall up to the balcony. Ooh. And just raps. Yeah, That's he's awesome. rapping. So he's, like, standing, and, like, everybody's holding him up. He's just, like, just rapping. He was, like, uh, he was, like, I'm selling Diego. And then he's climbing. And then he climbs up the light fixture to go to the second floor balcony. And he's up there rapping. And then he's straight up. And then depending on how high it is, he, like, jumps off of there back to the thing. And crowd starts back to the stage. It's crazy. Some people are crazy like that, man. They're, like, uh, <clears throat> I feel like another way rappers are really sort of uh, distinguishing distinguishing themselves from others is like a just crazy live performance crazy live performances and stage design like i don't know if you guys have seen like travis scott shows but when yeah, he, he was touring for birds in the trap yeah birds in the trap sing mcknight oh, yeah, after his coach. openers he came in on a damn animatronic bird and he's spitting just rapping looking down at the crowd hops off the bird and he's just just going crazy on the stage like he just has Ooh. such a presence such such a good artist, man. Right. And then with his got, performances. And then you got those that like hop from like that hop all yeah. around the stage. I know MGK's like that too. Like he climbs up on everything. 
Like some artists go crazy with it, bro, and that's how you have to do, man. Right, no, that's that how you energy, have to do yo, it for I'm real. Like, after seeing that live performance, when I'm listening to the song. I'd be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> like it's like, yo, I'm a rock star, and then he's like, he's on stage, like I, I'm a rock star, and I'm like, yeah. But and it's cool too because I feel like whenever I see a live performance and I see a really high performance of the song, really changes my perspective and how I listen to the song by myself. Definitely, bro. Like, uh, like for sure. The, like we, the future verse on uh, the Black Panther soundtrack. God, I that ruined the song for me, bro. Not ruined it, but but at the con at the concert, bro. Did everyone go crazy? Yeah, it, it, like, it goes crazy <laughs> at concerts because there's a clip. And then where it's like he's just doing it, and then yeah, because the, the beat cuts off, cuts off and then boom, and then the bass just, and then all of a sudden you just hear, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yo, and then everybody like, yeah, like it's hype. It's but hype. then it, see, that's an example where it's about the production. Mm-hmm. Production comes back in and everyone goes nuts. But yeah, great song. All right, uh, okay, let's see what else. What else I got on here? Uh. Okay, so I see two more. So which one y'all want to talk about? How uh, what's cause it? Uh, cause you know, Roxanne is outside, so I don't feel like we can talk about how we want how we want hip hop to evolve in the future. So, uh, but you know, we don't have to talk to touch on it necessarily. But I'm like, yo, it's hard because who would have guessed in early 2000s that we'd be having mumble rap now? <laughs> yeah, so or if it's being, or rap being the number one genre, like stream wise. Yo, if mumble rap is now, what's mm-hmm. mumble rap about to evolve into? I feel like mumble rap's gonna fade away. It's gonna... breathing, breathing rap. Yeah, breathing. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> no, no, just ad libs only. God. Oh my. Screw, screw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I feel like it's gonna stray away from uh, trap music, and it's gonna be a lot more punk rock influence. Oh yeah, like X, mm. like X, X Tentacion, Juice X- Road, and all of them. Yeah, with Post Malone's, I think doing that too a little bit. Yeah. I definitely feel like it's gonna gravitate more towards not even like punk, maybe just like Edginess? stuff. Yeah, more angsty stuff with more guitar and not like eight oh eights and seven oh sevens, but like actual like drums, like drum sets. You know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. it's gonna gravitate more towards like alternative and rock. Okay. So, All right, and like a fusion of the two, which right. would be awesome. And then the last one, last time before we. Hop up up on here. How many bad albums before you give up on an artist? Depends how much I like the artist, but I'd say two or three. All right, but then also, are you gonna are you gonna play the are you gonna play their situation into it? Cause like I know, for example, uh, Lupe, Lupe Fiasco. Okay, are uh, like I got a feeling in the back of my mind because Lupe. Saw the dead end hip hop video, where they was uh where they was talking about uh like should rappers like uh fade away or burn out, so I don't know he saw he somehow he saw that video, so I feel like somebody's gonna find this I don't know, <laughs> Lupe it's all love man it's all love, uh what's causing, so like Lupe Fiasco because he's like he got an amazing catalog and then we all know he started having label problems, and then so like uh one of the last albums that came out under Atlantic. He said, yo, he was like, that was the last album of my deal. He was like, I didn't want to, like, give them, like, my, I didn't want to give them a gym to make money off of me. He was like, while they're, like, doing X, Y, and Z to me. So I just got some unreleased songs from way back in the day 
and I gave it to them. I didn't even want those songs to come out, but I needed to give them something so I could be out of my contract. So I gave them that to put out. And like so, and the album, and then some, and then you listen, I'm like, man, this is some people are like, man, this is really bad. Like, what is going on, Lupe? He was like, but are you gonna consider that, like, the circumstances into? Oh, absolutely, I would. But we're all hip hop heads. You have to keep in mind the casual listener does not. Not that they don't care, but they don't know. Yeah, they don't know that. So they're gonna go through label trouble. Yeah, so I feel like that the casual listener doesn't care about that. I mean, they don't know about it, so got to keep that into account. So probably a scar on his career, but I mean, if he's gonna put out fire music in the future, he'll be fine. I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Plus, I like Lupe. Okay, so like, so in general, so. All right, so Andrew said two to three. So is that for everybody, or is that two to three from somebody that you really like? Even if it was someone I'd really liked, like Eminem, like Revival, terrible album in my opinion. I'm a Eminem is one of the rappers that got me into music, and I'm kind of on him a lot, and I kind of ride his wave sometimes. I'm kind of biased, <clears throat> but Revival, awful, and that kind of set me off i didn't listen to him for a bit but now that i think about it even if eminem like one of my favorite rappers put out two or three bad albums i would still listen to his older stuff i wouldn't stop listening to him mm-hmm. i just wouldn't listen to that crappy music all right so eminem puts out puts out three bad albums <laughs> and then it never happens man. and then he puts out and he puts out a fourth one he was like are you gonna you still gonna check for it oh i'm still gonna check for it 100 percent it's just like it was like all oh, the album is out. I'm not getting my expectations. It's more like up. with, like who's the rapper I don't know too well. Little baby, I only know a few songs that are that have a bunch of features on them. But if I heard like one or two of his albums and I didn't know him at all, I would probably push him to the side. It's that probably applies more to like artists I don't really know too well. Because if okay. I really like the artist, I'm still gonna like be up to date and look at what they're up to and what kind of music they're putting out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it kind of just depends how much I like the artist. If it's someone I don't know too well, I'm probably going to be more biased and push him to the side. Okay, Adam, just to you, be honest you about like it. a general number? Uh, I don't know, man. It, like, he's absolutely right. If it's an artist I really, really check, like, mess with, I'm going to listen to whatever they put out just because. got to always check up, yeah. bro. Always. You never yeah, know. Man. So... I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. If it's an artist that I don't really know, I don't know, because they can always make comebacks. So I guess Big Crit is a personal example for me. Catalactica, I listened to it, and like I liked it. There were some songs that I really, really like and still listen to, but the whole thing was just kind of not bad. It just wasn't – it didn't resonate with me as much. And so I kind of stopped listening to him, didn't really check on Big Crit anymore. And But then he still released Forever is a Mighty Long Time. So – I don't know, and if I wouldn't, if I would have just gave up on him completely, I would have missed out on one of my favorite hip hop albums probably ever, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. I don't ever, I don't ever want to give up on anyone. So I think for me personally, it would take a lot. Like you'd have to consider, you'd have to be putting out bad albums three, four years apart, you know. Oh yeah, I know. Like just waiting, like oh my god, waiting, on, oh. waiting, waiting, and then it's <laughs> still bad. And then four years later, another one that's still, that's when I'm like, okay, like, I'm done. Like, yeah, this, yeah, oh, this is the sure. third or fourth bad album. I don't know. Yeah. Me, 
I select two to three, but I'll still like tune in. So it's like, for example, if Meek just goes on a drought after this, it was like the next album. Would you ever trash. stop listening to Meek? If you if you just start putting out trash albums, like, like we're talking four albums that are trash, bro, like, maybe not four on albums, just like album and a few mixtapes. So like if you put out like an album that mug is trash, he puts out like two mixtapes that mug is just trash. Are you gonna be able to admit it's trash? Bro, I, I probably. Oh yeah, are you too biased towards me? Would you say it's trash? That's what I'm curious about. What I say? I'm, I'm focusing trash. on you for a second. Like what I what I say is trash. Okay, uh, the first the first project I'll probably not. The second one I'll probably be like okay I'm like mm, I don't know <laughs> like I'll probably find a way and then the third one I'm be like you know what it was like I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's trash I'll just say oh I want this meek back. <laughs> yeah, I would probably say the yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's probably what what I would do. So you know this is the last one. Uh, this is the last hip hop show for this this year slash this semester. What uh, did y'all make our schedules for next semester yet? <laughs> yeah. No, I have not. I mean, almost almost done. I just need one more. Okay. So what uh was cause it? What are y'all Wednesdays looking like? No idea because I haven't made my schedule yet. I'll oh, okay. get to you immediately though. My Wednesdays are looking pretty free until the evening. Okay. Yeah, cause uh. So far. Okay, yeah, cause mine, uh, cause I got the film seminar Friday, Friday after, no, Friday like a uh, Friday morning at, like eleven again. I got a class. There's still like the date and time on it is still TBA, so I don't know what that's looking like. But right now it's looking like my uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays are looking free. So I don't know, but no, when I get my schedule, man. I'll get with you. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Alright, so that has been it for this episode, man. He was like, so alright, we're gonna go around. Adam, anything you wanna plug? Uh or shout out. Plug or shout out. Um, okay. Aside from me, I wanna shout out the Anderson Pack new album. Mm-hmm. Anderson Pack new album. It's a great good, good, good album. Um and another artist that I recently did, like she released an album this year, Kali Uchis. I wanna shout out her album as well. She's a singer, but she's worked with a lot of hip-hop artists, and it's incredible. Um, and then as far as I go, my Instagram and my Twitter, which we talked about before, Instagram underscore up dot Adam dot, no, 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 underscore up dot and dot Adam underscore for Instagram, and then Twitter, Siskertini, S-I-S-K-E-R-T-I-N-I. Uh, yeah, I'll put uh, everybody, everything they shout out, I'll put it in the, in the show notes slash description. Yes, yes. All right. Andrew, anything. Man, follow me on Twitter, the real Andrew 98 And uh, I want to give a shout-out to rapper in Kansas City, Wavy Malik, W-A-V-Y-M-A-L-I-K, over 500K SoundCloud plays, getting some clout around his name. Uh, you can look him up on SoundCloud and Apple Music. And he's putting out some bangers, man. He just put out a new song called uh, Shame. Really good song, man. He's putting out the bangers, and he's putting... He's bringing people from KC with him too. I respect that. All so right. shout out Wavy Malik. All right. Any social media you want to plug? Uh, just Twitter. Uh, the real Andrew ninety eight. Okay. Okay. And you know he official man. He got a follow from Skinny from the Nine on there. Though. Got the cl- I got the cloud going up, man. He got the cloud. Hey, thinking back that rhyme accidentally. He got he has more clout than he knows about. <laughs> more clout. Oh, you didn't do that on purpose? No. Oh. Oh, right. that was a rhyme, wasn't it? Hey, Dylan's spitting the low key bars. All right. Uh-huh.
So how I'm going to end out the show. I don't listen to pop music, but Alec Benjamin. I just found out about him after his mixtape drop. Dude is fire. I don't listen to pop music, Never heard of him. but he's fire. Alec A-L-E-C? Yeah, Benjamin. Straight Cue fire. That up real quick. I'm dropping the follow on him. Taking your word for it. Ooh. Follow them on Spotify. For real, bro. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I was bumping his mixtape uh, the other day, and then my roommate was like, yo, I'm like, is this sad hours already? <laughs> oh, is it sad music? Oh. No, uh, well, no, this, no, this, uh, this specific mixtape is. Okay, okay. It's more like. Moody stuff. Yeah, like, let me down slowly, but like, the first track, like, if we had each other, like, it's not really sad, but it's. It's fire. So it's basically like the first verse is about uh, somebody, like uh, somebody he knew in high school. The second verse is about his grandparents, and then the third verse is about Jeez, about his bro. sister. So it's ba- and then, yeah, cause it's like it's upbeat and stuff. He was like, but it's like you know, he was like, I lo- I'm thankful for my sister, even though sometimes we fight. You know, like this, that, yeah. and the third. He was like, and then it, and then each verse leads into the hook, which like the world's not perfect, but it's not that bad if we had each other, and that's all we had. I will be your brother, and I hold your hand. You should know That's I'll cool, be there bro. for you. And then it's like, yo, it's crazy. Fire. I don't listen to pop music. I'm like, it's fire. And yeah. No, one thing that gets me, though, is like how people, like, he signed to Atlantic, but he's still moving like he's independent. That's awesome, though. It's real. Sounds like the dream. Making music, kind of doing whatever you want, though, but still have the benefits of being under a label. Yep. Hey, so shout out to Alec Benjamin. Also, make sure you go stream this Meek Mill Champions Classic. <laughs> it's a classic. classic. Come on. Year to marinate, bro. Gotta give it some time. I'm not trying to say it's bad, though. I've listened to half of it. It's fire. It's fire. I'm gonna finish it up tonight. I'll have to text you my thoughts on it. Right. I'm gonna have to hit up Adam because he got like two features on there where they're speaking Spanish. I don't understand a word. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I see if it could be out. You know, and then from like the like people that do speak Spanish, uh, what's called, they was like reading the lyrics and stuff, and then they're like reading and it was like, oh. <laughs> Cause they was like, cause they know Spanish and they looked up the lyrics and then they was like, I'm gonna try to translate it for y'all. And they're reading it. They was like, okay. And then he was like, <laughs> long story short. And he was like, he's saying he does the opposite of what DJ Khaled does. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But all right. So uh, thank you all for listening. You can find this on anchor.fm forward slash Dylan Dilworth. D-Y-L-A-N-D-I-L-W-O-R-T-H. And you know you can drop me on follow and you can drop me a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Dylan underscore C B E D Y L A N underscore C B E. And uh yeah, that's it. And shout out to Roxanne for not kicking us out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Roxanne. So, you know, that's it. We'll catch you all uh next semester in about a month and a half to two months. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, I've had a really fun time doing this, guy. Yeah, this is awesome, man. I can come in anytime and talk about rap music. For real, man. Music for real. in general. Mm-hmm.